0: Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Specht. Hey, hello. Our big 400, Derek. I know. And who did we say we were going to have on our number 400?
1: Uh, unfortunately, the Queen, but she's passed away. Yeah,
0: and the Pope, he was busy. Yes. Justin Trudeau, I don't really want to touch him right <laughs> no, now. There's <laughs> too many things he's going he's on. fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's that Kevin Callan guy. Yeah.
1: Uh, we should have, should have got him. We should have got him. How you doing, Kevin?
2: No. Oh! Is he there? I, I made a mistake by sitting on my fake leather couch, so every time I move it sounds like a toot.
3: Oh,
0: at least it's not the middle of summer when it's really hot and sticky and you just <laughs> Oh,
2: I hate that. Right? Hate Peeling that. off the old yeah. leather? Yeah, yeah. I tell you uh, one great uh, um audio story, so I was on CBC uh, uh in um july i think uh during the heat wave i have no air conditioning uh right so i have a well, I have five fans going so i did a whole bunch of interviews i like did 23 interviews starting at like two three in the afternoon and finishing at seven uh and um so when i did an audio test before it all started this is all live across canada um they said well what's that sound in the background well those are my fans i i have no air conditioning yeah that can't Happened, Kevin. Uh, you have to shut those down. <laughs> so, true story. I, I stood in my kitchen with my boxers on, nothing else, and I did twenty four interviews across Canada, pretty much naked. <laughs> I was proud of myself. I was proud of myself.
1: Wow! Standing there with the fridge door open. <laughs> <sitting in> the- <laughs> I need the cold air. I'm in, I'm in the fridge.
0: We should do a. We should do like a. What are those? Those crowd fundraiser things. <laughs> for an air conditioning unit for yeah, Kevin Callow. A go fund me for Kevin Cowan's <laughs> air conditioning unit. <laughs> what are
1: those, like four grand nowadays? No. don't uh, know. I, oh. I I bought a nice five in one one from my previous house and uh it was five hundred and fifty bucks. I gave it away to my neighbor when I moved. Because I didn't need it anymore. I'm not talking like an in window one. No, no, it's not an in window. It's a it's a five like in it's, it's Central Air? It's, no, it sits on... Well, you want to buy a Central Air one. Those are expensive. I don't want to buy it. I want to crowdfund it for Kevin <laughs> to help him during his interviews. But this one wheels around. It has hoses that go out a window. Really? It. it uh, if you
2: if you guys raise enough money just for me to get new boxers, because the boxers I wore that day, I, I'll never wear again. <laughs>
0: They're probably still standing somewhere in the laundry room. <laughs> Every time somebody listens to Kevin Callum on the radio... I wonder if he's naked. <laughs> Wearing nothing but a speedo yeah, yeah. and socks.
2: Oh, it's funny. Because uh, I was on I- Iqaluit and Iqaluit, uh, you have a script when you're on CBC, but sometimes you're, you're not on the script. They don't follow the script. it doesn't follow the script. Sort
0: of like us. So the,
2: the, the, the host before I go on air, so the green room, he, he's like, so what's up? And I tell them the story. They come standing here half naked and this is why. And he goes, Kevin, that is hilarious. And then he started telling all the hosts before I go on across Canada, hey, tease him. He's he's half naked. Tease him. <laughs> and, and, oh, man. <laughs> Only radio people would find that funny. See? That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> Just picture your crowd naked. Well, yes. no. I, I'll just be naked. <laughs> <laughs> you can picture me naked. Oh.
2: That was never. I was nervous because I was half naked. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, you know, you just imagine everybody naked. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Right.
0: <laughs> that's what we're always told. Just picture it's, everybody. It's in radio. Well, they picture him naked or picture him in their underwear. Right. Yeah. That's radio. <laughs> Who's gonna see you, Kevin?
2: Oh, uh, so
0: how's your uh, summer been?
2: It's been really good. I've been out a lot uh, more than last year and quite proud of that i think i'm up to 62 nights in the woods mm-hmm. and some i videotaped and wrote about others i just went out and did and didn't tell anybody um but yeah i i really quite enjoyed it i didn't enjoy the heat wave i'm not good with heat mm-hmm. uh so during that time during the heat wave i just curse it so when the cooler temperatures came especially like like now i'm still going out i got a, a, a couple more trips planned i've been going nuts uh, and i'm Know, taking students out now, too, so I'm out in the woods a lot with them, right? So I'm really enjoying this time. I don't know about anybody out there, but I just don't do well with heat, so uh, yeah, but no, it's good. I, I did some really interesting trips. Uh, I started off in the spring doing the North Tea Lake in Algonquin. Now, Speedo Man, it's his fault, he was off uh, gallivanting with his wife at some tropical island, and uh, we usually go the weekend or the week, sorry, the week uh, before Mother's Day. And we always do well for trout. And then he was away, so we had to go the third week in May. I I think the week after May, May two for a weekend. Right. And we did yeah. not do that well for trout. And we curse him to this day for that. <laughs> it's his it fault. was his fault. Uh, but we still had a good trip. And North T was good because we didn't have the winds. Like you you know that lake because it's divorced Divorce lake, lake. I here. Yeah. 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 So we didn't get divorced. That was good. Uh, then we, um, gosh, what did I, oh, my buddy and I did the Mississippi River. Uh, that was a, That's a huge story, but I'll, I'll do it in a nutshell. So years ago, when I was writing a, a book called "Powler's Guide to uh, Ontario, I went to do, do this one trip that was written up in 1914. It was the first advertised canoe route in Canada by the government in, in a pamphlet in 1914. And it was the Mississippi River uh, from... Uh, Bonaco Provincial Park, down to the Ottawa River. So I thought, well, I'm going to do that. And this is back in 1992, I think. 19, no, 1994, I, I did that route. And uh, the first day into it, I had a landowner come up, up to me, and he had traps and signs and bob wire, and he goes, you can't pass, No, nobody should pass, like the money Python scene. And so I found out that I guess he owned that, and I wasn't allowed to pass. I go, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not dealing with this. So I never did that route. So that ate away... Uh, in my brain for years I'm thinking well that doesn't make any sense so then I looked at the research so the conservation authority the Mississippi Valley Conservation Authority has that route on their website the 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 tourism board has it on their website as a route so I go I'm gonna do that route again um and this is just this year I'm, oh, I'm gonna do that and that well, was a long time ago right
3: mm-hmm. and then I
2: contacted them they said well Kevin you know that's great but it's mostly day use uh, uh use along that river that people do and uh, we don't really promote to do the whole entire route because of landowner issues. There's a lot of land, landowners that own the portages. I went, how did that happen? Because in 1882, two log drivers on the Mississippi river, um, one built a, b- a bunch of sluice ways for his logs. The other didn't. And the guy that didn't use the sluice ways. And the other guy goes, Hey, you can't do that. And he goes, Hey, nobody owns the river buddy. And it went to court. And the guy won um, the guy that didn't build the sluice ways because it was put in, in federal and provincial court at the time, the Navigable Waters Act was created in 1882, or maybe 86, I'm not sure, and said that actually, if the river can be navigable by a canoe, it actually said a canoe, then therefore nobody owns the river. And that has steadfast for all the years. So I'm thinking, right. hey, there's no reason why I can't do this river. So I went to Explore Magazine that I write for and went, how hey, going I do this river for the 200-kilometer uh, route all the way from uh, Bonico Park to uh, river, and this is why. And they said, Well, could you maybe, you know, maybe get shot? Uh, maybe some landowner will run after you with a shotgun? I went, Well, Man. probably. They go, Yeah, we'll pay you for that. <laughs> we're in. <laughs> yeah, we're in for that. So, uh, my buddy Andy joined me, and uh, we did the river, and there are a lot of misadventures along the way. We went the beginning of June. And I I talked to the First Nations elders, um, the Algonquin elder, actually Jane, before the trip. And I said, well, you know, Pictured Water, it's called Pictured Water. So did you call it that because of the native paintings of Boneco? And she goes, well, no, our peoples saw those paintings when we arrived 300 years ago, 400 years ago, and called it that because of that. So those paintings were there before we even got here. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, that's really cool. And she also said, we never really used the river that much because it got low uh, low water too quickly. We always used the Matawasca, um, and Matawasca River. So I went, oh, really? So sure enough, beginning of June, there was supposed to be enough water. We walked the majority of that river. Andy is still not talking to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and we dealt with the landowner disputes by basically talking to the landowners, and we had no issue. We, we just were kind of nice to them. I still think that whoever made that happen should never have made that happen. I mean those landers should never have been allowed to own that portage. Yeah. Um and I I get why you know there's a debate of it and that's something that we we you know we should talk about later but but yeah um but at the same time I just wasn't na- nasty to them. I I asked permission and they were quite nice. I think they had enough with a bunch of yahoos. But the other was um where to camp. Uh, after we got pa- past uh uh, the the North Frontenac Parklands area, um, which is crown land, which you pay for to camp, whatever. After that, was all private property where you had to camp. So that became an issue. But that became really interesting. So we actually ended up camping on places where I organized. And one night, I got an Airbnb at a treehouse. There was a treehouse. We stopped in a treehouse. <laughs> right <day>. on.
3: Nah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was incredible. Uh, one amazing night, was the last night of the trip, it was a landowner that had an, an estate. And he goes, well, you you can camp in my woods. He was like very wealthy man that lived up the hill, and we slept in the woods uh, on, on his estate. And, and he that invited was us up quite with- the hill. Oh my no, it was an old ski hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. it was insane. Well, they, they invited us up for breakfast the next day, and we, we woke up and I, Andy looked at me and we're, yeah, we're not doing that. We're just we're getting that <laughs> we're getting out of dodge. <laughs> we we'll just say we're we're getting out of here. But yeah, uh, we we went up to his uh, estate uh, that night to have some wine and some chit chat. It was a it was a glorious adventure. It was it was yes it was fantastic. It was actually I I loved the trip. Uh, there were some other things that happened like we had to change the route a bit. Um, I went back, which I didn't really write too much about. There was a, a section that we did not do because uh, I I calc- I miscalculated time and distance. And Andy goes, Kevin, we're we're not going to make the time and distance uh, that that you thought we would. And we got to Mississippi Lake, which was just full of cottages, boring lake. And it was 26 kilometers long. So he goes, do you know anybody? So I, I contacted uh, Evan um, from uh, Instagram. Uh, he lived in the area. I went, hey, Evan, what are you doing today? Uh, can you pick us up and drive us around Mississippi Lake?
3: Is that,
0: Evan <laughs> that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, great guy, amazing guy. And so he did that out of the blue. And so we did that. And then um, the bottom stretch – uh, we were trying to find out a way to to take out because it was all swamp and and farm fields, whatever. We we're supposed to stop at the um, the outfitters, uh, the Ottawa Valley Canoe and Kayak Outfitting, uh, but you couldn't. So, uh, so he picked us up somewhere else. But I think what we learned from that is, yes, I didn't do it, you know, the way I thought. But the the next week, to be quite honest, I went back on on the solo trip and redid those sections that we missed. Right, just personally, that's 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 the thing I have to do, because like, I'm weird. But um, but it's okay to change your plans. Yeah,
1: to it is, absolutely. it's okay to
2: do that. Be flexible. Right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we did that. That was a really cool trip. So then, Who, uh
0: canoe did you use?
2: Oh, stop it! <laughs> no, you, you, you know, you know all about that. Who's I, who's canoe? Oh, in I that thought low,
0: it was, low, low, low water. You know, <laughs> I don't know if I could go to the There's a story
2: here. I want to hear the story. I want to hear the story. Come on, Ken. we want to hear the story.
0: Pour yourself <laughs> another beer.
2: <laughs> oh, I know that was so bad. Uh, so, so Chris, the new owner of of uh, NovaCraft. Uh, I don't know if I should call him new anymore. He's been he's been the there for a few l- years. Latest, now, yeah, the latest, and he's a good guy. And I've canoeed with him before. A really good canoe tripper. Lo- I love the guy. He's great. And he lent me. his new clear model uh um tough stuff this is a beautiful boat i mean you can see the reflection of the landscape on it it's just beautiful whatever but not when you drag it down a river for 200 kilometers
0: is a beautiful boat (laughs) was Um, (laughs) a beautiful boat
2: i i scratched the living daylights out of that boat and but, we, we, you know, there was a certain point where you're trying to not to. And then Annie looked at me. I went, whatever. Like just, I don't know, like, just scratch the crap out of it. So we get back, and I, and I had to return it. Like, you know, it was just a borrow, uh, right? And I went, oh, i got to return this. And I took my daughter with me. This is hilarious. I took my daughter. picture picked her up um, at Hamilton. She's going to university <laughs> there. And I picked her up thinking maybe that would help the blow. You <laughs> <'Cause> were <laughs> looking to blame it on her, weren't you? Uh, you yeah. <laughs> no, won't no, hit, hit me, me if my daughter's with- here. Yeah, my daughter's here. Don't, 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 don't punch me. So we get there and he was really good about it. He did. You just say, wow, what, what, wow. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, this is what happened. He goes, it's tough stuff. And you proved that it worked. I went, yep. <laughs> and I went, there you go. There you go, Chris. I was your, your sponsor boy for making sure that this tough stuff works. Oh, that's a good one, Kevin.
0: Yeah, you and, just stick with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you know, what it was it uh I said, Well you can just resell it as a used canoe and he goes, Yeah, nobody's gonna want to buy it. <laughs> Just have Kevin Callen
0: sign it. Put some clear urethane or something over so oh, it's it over the yeah. signature. It's a Kevin Callan signature the Kevin used Callen model. The signature model. It's the Mississippi oh, model. Kevin Callan Mississippi model.
2: Yeah, yeah. He get a fortune I, he, he for it. At least 20 the, bucks. The guy that, that fixes up their canoes, he came so, He comes over to have a look at it. And I, I jokingly said, well, you can just buff that out. And <laughs> he goes, you couldn't buff this out <laughs> if you tried <laughs> <out."> <laughs> Wow.
0: At some point, it went from a new boat to, well, let's just see how much this can take. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, yeah. was, what was the size of it? How long was it?
2: it's a 16 foot um it was the one uh their clear model that they were t- they were t- testing the year before um, and yeah it, it, it's it's nothing new it's just a new look and uh i i got to say the look is beautiful
3: until
0: you got hold uh, well, of it
2: well, <laughs> it's a new it.
0: look all right <laughs>
2: I, I even said, so Chris said, well, are there any negative points you, you would have to say after using this canoe? <laughs> it doesn't drag very well. It drag. Well, this new model seems to really show the scratches well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm paying enough for a canoe. I don't want to see the scratches. They can be there. I just don't want to see them. <laughs>
3: Oh,
2: man. So yeah.
0: that your I think that was a six part video series, is on your Happy Camper YouTube channel of the Mississippi. Yeah, so I
2: did that, and I, I, it was a lovely trip. Uh some goods and bads of the whole trip, but overall, really nice that Andy joined me. I mean, uh, I, I didn't ask him to join me. He kind of just showed up in my house uh, a couple of days before, went over the, the list of things to do, and I went, Oh, you're going? Yep, I'm going. So, uh, it you're usually you, planning on going solo? Yeah, yeah. Cuz I didn't think anybody would want to do that trip. Be- because yeah, And now wouldn't.
0: you're sure nobody wants to do it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know. How, I, I, I you know, we should get Andy to, to talk about his viewpoint of it, but I I don't know why he does the trips that he does with me. I don't I don't, I don't know like cuz I, I, it wasn't a trip that I had planned for him and I to do. I I was doing solo and then he also said and, and I don't think his wife and family want him to go. <laughs> <laughs> But he just said, Yeah, I'm going and um he was a good good company to have and uh it was it was good that Evan helped us out and Yeah, and, and because Evan helped us out, uh just a couple of weeks ago we were doing a trip um actually what happened was the trip we were supposed to do was one of those trips that Andy does all the, every year where he doesn't tell me where we're going, he just picks me up, right? And so that was that was that week uh right. we, we set up the time. But I also found out through uh, Tim uh, at Community Equipment uh, he was going on the trip. Tim sort of slipped out where we're going because he was quite concerned. And, and we we're going to do the Buster Islands. And I phoned up Andy and went, "Hey, I'm not doing Buster Islands right now. Like, if anything happened to us, it, it's a, it's a two and a half to five kilometer crossing. And this is like just two weeks ago. I go, you know, if we die, nobody will ever feel sorry for us. <laughs> um, this time of year is not to do the Buster Islands because he he's a you know he's he's a uh, Adventure Boy, right? Oh, we're good, Kevin. We're good. He loves terrifying me. He just he just finds <laughs> it the funniest thing ever. Just see me terrified, right? I went, we shouldn't do the Buster Islands. Tim doesn't want to do the Buster Islands. We're And we only have three of us, so one has to do solo. So, And then we, we figured out the shuttle across had boosted their price. So we're going to get a shuttle across and then paddle back. Right. And it was 500 to up to $1,000. Wow. And I went, I'm not paying that. I yeah, we're not paying that to go to the Buster Islands. Mm-hmm. So so um, it was his wife said, "Well, how about Obiango? Um, we'll we'll get bo- boated up o- Obiango and then paddle back Obiango." I went, "Well, that's doable this time of year. That's fantastic." And we ended up having incredible weather. But uh, we, I said, "Well, we still need an, another person to add to us." And and I, you know, I said, suggested Derek. I suggested Sean. I and of course, they all said no.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Sean and Derek—they're too good for us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. No. What? What? Uh, no, so actually, did you want else, we did consider you guys. Uh, I think both of you were away. Well, you were away. We were away. Yeah, and yeah. Um, what was? Uh, uh, so Andy goes. What about about Evan? Because he helped us so much on the Mississippi trip. We kind of owe him. And so it was a day before the day before the trip. I I contacted him, and he said, "Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm for it," and end up to be a. Amazing trip with him. Like like a really young, enthusiastic, ethical individual. Even though he did bring a can of peas and I said, You can't bring cans in a when He goes, I just thought that meant canned beer, Kevin. I went, No, you can't <laughs> bring any <anything. laughs>
0: But he sure made up for it with that uh, beef dip.
2: He did. I, I think he won the contest. We have these cook off con- con- contests. I, I thought I did pretty good with uh the um the uh lamb. Mm-hmm. and potatoes and salad uh, the first night, but not a lot of people like lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Even with mint sauce. So I kind of lost. And then uh, he did the, the, the French dip, beef dip, which yeah. is amazing. And then um, Tim did the last meal, because it, there's it only three nights, so Andy did, just did breakfast and lunches, whatever. But he, uh, Tim is an amazing cook, and he did this lovely uh, quinoa um, duck, uh, with cranberry sauce, whatever, and he won. But i got to say, I, I think, i I, I got to say right now, I, I, I think that's wrong. I think um, that Evan won, first of all, because he uh, um, was out of the blue and he worked really hard. It, it probably took him two hours to make that meal. Mm-hmm. If you're having a contest like that, anything
0: that involves quinoa or rice <laughs> or noodles, they're too easy. Like especially you get the boil in the bag rices or the just add a little bit of water and put them in a pot out of the bag sort of like those microwavable ones that you get from the store uh, yeah. the pouch of rice yeah I put those in a pot add a little bit of water to the bottom so it doesn't stick reheat it yeah that's kind of cheating so Tim made duck.
2: <laughs> Way to go, Evan! You win. Oh yeah, it, it's, true. it's true. And, and think about meals. I, I just finished uh, last night. I finished uh, Adam Schultz's uh, latest book, yep. The Falcon Plus. I'm going to interview him in a couple weeks about it, and I can't wait because if you read the book, like it, it, he eats nuts and granola for like three months. I'll never go canoeing tripping with him. My (laughs) lord. I'm still eating
0: the rest of my trail mix for my trip last week, and I'll be eating it for another week.
3: (laughs) Oh, my lord.
0: Yeah. No, I I always have a big Nalgene filled with trail mix, and I just, like, I won't stop for lunch. I'll just whip that out, have some water or or whatever, and trail mix a couple of granola bars.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I do that too. But if you read his book, like, he has almonds for dinner.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just
0: three you know meals what? a day. After a really long day of paddling, if I'm just wiped, I don't want to set up the stove oh, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. all yeah. that sort of stuff. I'll just have more trail mix. I, huh. I I see where he's coming from. And then the next morning, I'll wake up and I'll have my oatmeal and granola and granola bars and stuff like that, and be on my way. Oh man! All yeah, right,
2: I got I got to tell you a story uh, that I um, uh, about my 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 students uh, went on their canoe trip uh, last week. And um, they're from Oshawa. And this will blow you away. So they almost ran out of toilet paper. There's 20 of them. And th- there was enough toilet paper there that would last me like two seasons, right? Right. And so they had, they had a quarter left um, the night before they left. And I went, what the hell? What they were doing, not all of them. There was a group of them. They would go to the outhouse, the, the Thunderbox, on on Crab Lake and the Korthos. And they would layer toilet paper across oh. the old poop so they didn't have to see it. And then they would they would poop and then layer toilet paper across. So there would roll after roll after roll of toilet paper in what that out. Oh and I went, Okay you cityites <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Wow. Yeah. I, wow. Yeah you yeah. never
2: it, it just one of those one of, it never had one of those days where, yeah, I, I thought I saw everything.
0: <laughs> and then, wham, bam, thank
2: you, ma'am. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: so it sounds like you had some good trips this year.
2: Yeah, I also went uh, paddling on Phillip Edward Island. Uh, Ray Goodwin from the UK, he always uh, did me well when I went over there to speak at the uh, um, their, their symposium, and mm-hmm. we did some trips. So him and his family were coming over here, and I thought, hey, it's time to pay back. So uh, I took him on a trip uh, on Phillip Edward Island with his uh, partner and, and their 13-year-old daughter and i gotta say big thanks to, to ted east uh, i don't know if you know him he's the outfitter um for Clarion outfitters i outfitters, yeah. known him for years i mean i knew him when he ran the bar in town um right and yeah he boated us out with his big boat cyclops um boat us out to Philadelphia island and then we paddled back and and he actually even picked us up in his boat and Gave us some really amazing meals uh, to go with it from his, you know, even fresh from his garden. Um, he he gave me a bottle of whiskey. It's funny. I, I, this sounds terrible, but I'm I'm getting used to people just handing me random bottles of whiskey. <laughs> you know, my my life is hell. Uh, but he he said I've always wanted to give you a bottle of whiskey, Kevin. here you go. So I I I got in and we had it, and I got back, and I, I was at the liquor store the other day, and I saw it. It was Del Winnie, um fifteen year old. It's a hundred and forty six dollar bottle of whiskey. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean I wish I knew that then when I was drinking it. I, I,
0: <laughs> I got a I got a bottle of uh Belveni Doublewood twelve
2: sitting here. That's good. That's probably eighty something dollars. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there I, you go. I'm
0: not rich.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys circle Philip Edward Island or did you just do a portion?
2: We were going to, and then the outfitter said, why are you doing that? Because Collins Inlet is quite boring. And they had a good point. And as and Crown lands, you can do whatever you want once you're out there. So we got there, and I just did a group dynamic thing. It seemed that the family just wanted to chill. So we, we, we weren't uh, doing a big hurrah trip. Uh, we just moved around. Uh, oh, let's try that campsite for a couple of nights. Let's try that campsite. We got windbound for a couple of nights. One of the nicest uh, moments was um, uh, some kayakers yelled out, hey, happy camper. I went, oh, hey, how you doing? And it, they paddled over, and it was Tim, the previous owner of Nova Craft Canoe. Oh. And he's, he's retired now, so he sold off the business. And I went, oh. And I, I'm really good friends with Tim. Lovely guy. I love the guy. And his family, it was lovely to see his family, to, to chat with him. And then I started laughing. I went, you're in kayaks. And he goes, yeah, because we're on Georgian Bay. What, what's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> Be gone. That was really nice. Uh, The scenery out there, if you've never been, I I know a lot of people have. It's quite busy. I I wouldn't say it is busy, but during the night, everybody kind of scatters and uh, find your campsite. So, yes, you'll see people during the day and boat traffic stuff, but at night you would would think you're on the far Arctic.
1: But the the scenery
2: was unbelievable. If you've never been, just go out to the – Past the foxes and, and get a campsite and spend the entire summer out there. It's amazing. The water is clear, cool, and beautiful to swim.
0: So I was watching your videos here again on Happy Camper's YouTube channel. Was one of the islands called Fart Island?
2: Yeah, it is, actually is called that. It's called Fart and Island. You, and you have to go. You have to go to Fart Island. Especially when you're tripping with a 13 year old. Right? right? So, yeah, because she was like, Dad, are we going home yet? Dad, are we going home yet? And I said, well, you know, tonight we're going to go to Fort Island. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a couple years back, me and uh, Mike Burns, we circled Philip Edward Island. We we spent, a, I don't know, about four or five days in Killarney and so on, but we spent over, just over a week circling philip edward island and we without collins inlet the whole we did the whole loop we we uh went east uh, south of philip edward and then we went west uh, north of through collins inlet it was a nice trip it was a really good trip but it's like you say it's fantastic scenery it's it's a lot of open rock a scrubbed rock from from glaciers and stuff where not a lot of earth has come back but uh it's it's amazing to to circle philip edward island
2: yeah, I would I would suggest doing that. I mean, even for history alone, Collins Inlet itself was the where the Voyagers and First Nations people went to get a, away from the winds. But you know, the editors had had a good point. With well, the most scenic part is outside of, the, of that. So, what, why go and do the whole route? And and also, you, you had that feeling. It, it was almost like going back to my guided days, where I, I the first night I had this feeling that that's not exactly what they wanted to do. They oh, wanted yeah, to yeah. Just chill yeah. and read a book and. You know, the 13 year old daughter, too, I, I, you know, I want to make sure she had a good time. The sad thing was, was, uh, that I did say, they, they said my place for a few days beforehand. I said, okay, what do you want to get, get out of this trip? And his partner, uh, uh, Leah and, and Maya, the daughter, said, we want to catch a fish. Oh, great. So we got the fishing licenses. I got all the fishing stuff ready. They, they casted every single night off the campsite. Nothing, right? I even took Maya out one, one night. Nothing, right? And Chris, they're looking at me like, Kevin, you said you know how to fish. I went. I know how to fish. I'm not saying you, you know guys how to don't. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody informed the fish. Oh. So when we got back, I um, Speedo Man, Ashley, and I had that great trip with uh, with uh, Pal Heads. So uh, we we didn't do an overnight this year because um, Ashley was too busy out to of work. So we just did a day, and that was really intriguing. If you have time, look at those two videos. So we mm-hmm. did a video, uh, Ashley and I, and my Casey Happy Camper, and then Palheads did their version. And it, and they call it young versus the old. And it, it was such a hoot because I literally started that day with a, a, a hook and a jig, a pink jig. That's all I used the entire day. I caught 28 bass. Wow. They won. They caught less bass, but they, they did win by catching the biggest and the first on both legs. And, and Adam did you know, he deserved to win. That one bass, it was just under five pounds, or I think it was over five pounds. It was a monster bass. Mm-hmm. So he deserved it. But they, they had a fish finder, they had a depth finder, they had more tackle than you could ever buy at five Canadian tire stores. And um and 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 they you know, they're making fun of us being the old guys, whatever. I went, Yep, yeah, okay, but all I know is I've never been to these lakes. You guys already fished lakes before we got here. They they fished lakes three days before we even got there. Right.
3: Oh.
0: And, and
2: so, like, for us to catch twenty eight bass, and yeah, you won. But hats off to them. We had a blast. Next time we do it, we're gonna get uh, get a trophy. So we we created a trophy. What we thought of was the losers had to go into the corner store up by Apsley and eat the most terrible thing you can ever imagine there. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that was the, the losing thing
0: oh you got to go to Seven Eleven and eat a burrito you won't make it home <laughs> <laughs> so you had a good summer then that's what you're saying and it's still going
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I got a trip um uh actually this weekend um and then and then the first week of november and then Andy and I are going out for another trip after that so, until the lake freezes, and then yeah. we go camping. So yeah,
0: and to, until the the lake freezes, you're still able to get out there.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I, I just didn't like the heat. I, I you know I, I think listeners will will get that. I, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a certain point in the summer where I just shut down. I yeah, I, I couldn't even cut the lawn. I, I, I
0: yeah, yeah. I well, I don't cut the lawn because it hides the
1: dog poop. <laughs> So, Derek, you were away last week? I was. I was away. It was uh I went to McGregor Provincial Park. And it was it was good. It was uh I'll keep it brief. We don't have much time. But yeah, it was it, I had a really good week. It was uh so I I I'd like to go we like to do a couple glamping trips right so we take the RV and, and it was the first time so I unwinterized it the Saturday before the trip and I uh rewinterized it the Sunday after the trip so <laughs> so it it did one trip this year but yeah it was uh so we did McGreg- we we Last couple of years we've gone to Sandbanks and it's like we want to do something different, so we t- chose McGregor, right? Mm-hmm. Be nice. And uh, McGregor is far enough away, so you don't want to do it for a weekend, you want to do it for a week, but yeah, so uh, yeah, we did uh, McGregor for Thanksgiving. We uh, had nice pork tenderloin in and, that new stove of yours, in that fancy new stove, <laughs> yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Because, uh, unfortunately, the mice have gotten in the insulation in the RV uh, sto- oven, so every time you turn the oven on, I- I've tried to bake it out. It's, it's It has to be uninstalled in new insulation because it just yeah. stinks so bad. Yeah, once they get in there. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a nice pork tenderloin with all, all the fixings and stuff like that. I made bread in it, and we made chocolate chip cookies in it, and... So yeah, it was great. It was uh, it, we uh, <laughs> ahead of the trip. We we had been looking at the weather a couple weeks out. It's like oh no, <laughs> it's not looking good, and uh, we almost like we were, we started looking for campsites elsewhere, just saying where where's the weather nice. But you look at the long range forecast. It's like ah, you'd have to go like down south in the states somewhere yeah. to get away from this storm front. So we went anyways. We were committed. And, uh, so we like the first, like when we booked McGregor, it was, uh, well, you do the five months ahead and wait for 7am ding, you get in right there. And, and like we had a choice of two campsites, I think it was, it was booked solid for this week. And it was when we got there, it was like, it was raining, like you could barely see on the drive there. And, and it was, uh, it was just crazy. It It was like, it was cold and sleet and rain. And, and, uh, so the campground was empty. <laughs> <laughs> Once the rain has hit, everybody yeah. cancels. Everybody the, bails. The
0: number of yeah, the number of cancellations when yeah. bad weather comes in, yeah. Uh, phenomenal,
1: but they were geared up for a full week because like there was staff everywhere they mm-hmm. were like there there was cleaning crews of four people for each ba- like they were roving around doing the bathrooms there was crews in the in the store well, there's a
0: lot of them the parks that are closing after Thanksgiving right yeah
1: and these guys were open all that week yeah and uh so it was nice we went and it was cold and rainy so you know we went and got ice cream at the camp store and as one does <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we uh we 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 you know, huddled down, we were prepared. I I had a I even had a lesson planned for the kids about the uh about, you know, when the dinosaurs went away and stuff like that. We never get into the into it because we got too busy. When the dinosaurs went away. Went away? Yeah. The C T the C T event. Where did they go? <laughs> they all died. <laughs> this big asteroid hit the planet. Oh, so they didn't actually go away. They went away. <laughs> they went away. <laughs> they hopped on a ship, and <laughs> some of them vaporized, and the rest just slowly starved to death. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, we had we had games and cards and books and stuff like that. So you prepared. We were prepared. We were prepared, and uh, it, like uh, unlike you, I got a lot of wood. So <laughs> when we got there, I said, "I'm going to get four bags of wood." Vaughn goes. No, we're not going to use four bags of wood. I got four bags of wood. And then halfway through the week, I went out and got four more bags of wood. <laughs> <laughs> so I, And it was dry. It was so dry that uh, we ended up, that's why we burned eight bags of wood, because it was so dry. The wood was so dry. It was crazy. Really? It, was like, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, have you ever
0: heard
2: of such a thing, Kevin? I'm not talking about it I
0: knows <laughs> who know.
2: I, I I when I did that video about Parks Wood, um I forget what park we're at, but I, I did some rant and um I got lumber companies that deal with Ontario Parks. I got everybody else contact me that invites to go to their business to, to show that, that what they do is proper and whatever and and I, I think I will. I, I think that'd be an amazing story, but at the end of the day, Ontario Parks, fix your wood.
1: No? Yes, honestly, yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, they, they they told me every single reason why it, it's a problem, and it was all to do with where they get the wood. I went, but that's your fault.
1: Yeah, exactly. they got to source it at a better location. Mm-hmm.
2: It's fault. It's your fault. And,
1: and so, really, it, it, um, yeah. the, whoever they buy the wood from needs to age it properly or dry it properly, like a good season of dry, And it properly aired out and like, I don't know, don't leave it in a mud puddle and whatever, right? Like I've bought wood at Algonquin where it's covered in mud and like I've gone winter camping and I had to chip off muddy ice off of the logs Mm -hmm. before I could use them because it's like I'm going to put the fire out if I throw this in. So, yeah yeah it's it, it's been bad You're like you know when you throw a log in and for the first 45 minutes it hisses and bubbles as the water b- bleeds out of it and boils out of it it's like that's really wet wood <laughs> yeah That's why i once i get the fire going i pile all the wood around around it, it. yeah me too yeah just to dry yeah 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 it but, <laughs>
3: but it, but it-
2: The the thing is not going around again, but it's expensive wood, too. It's not cheap wood. It's $10 And also, you're not supposed to use any other wood because of of the beetle, which I get. Well, there's ways around that, for sure. You buy local.
1: Every park, they have some guy outside the gate selling wood.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's ludicrous. It's like going to uh, a pizza place, finding mold on on the pepperoni, and saying, hey, there's mold on the pepperoni. And the owner saying, well, that's not our fault. It's the people that actually ship the pepperoni to us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, It doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the piece is going to be $40, please.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ten, yeah, ten bucks a bag for wood now.
1: Yeah. I was and surprised. there's only like seven, eight pieces in it. It's not a lot. Like
0: wow.
2: I
1: build one fire with one bag of wood. It's like, uh, I just used a whole bag just to get the fire going. Now I'm going to like slowly chip wood into it. There goes a second bag. And that's one night. Yeah.
0: So, hey. so, speaking of firewood here, the bags that it comes in at a provincial park. Mm-hmm. Number one, when did they stop taking them back? Oh, years ago. Right? Because you that used to be the thing is when you were done the wood, you hang it on your post yep. and they would take them back. I've had them tell me, no, 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 we don't yeah, take them back. They don't. But why do so many people get their panties in a knot? <laughs> because people still do it. That's the way they were brought up in the the 70s was yeah. to do that. Yeah. So they still do it out of habit. Yeah. yeah. But people go nuts when they <laughs> see it. So to so the point where I'm just going to do it yeah. <laughs> just so my neighbor has a conniption. <laughs> Who wants to
1: see a conniption? Give it 20 minutes. <laughs> I use them for garbage bags. Yeah. Just around yeah. site. Yeah. Empty beer cans or whatever, right? If you're in a front country site. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just it's tidy up, clean up, put the garbage in, yada yada yada, Take it to the bin.
0: Yeah, free garbage bag. Yeah, watch your well, neighbor have a connection. Sort
1: of free. It's probably cost two bucks of the bag of wood is probably the bag. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I I just finished, uh, you guys would love this. I just finished a piece uh, for Pally Magazine. Uh, you'll be out in a couple of months, um, uh, this morning, actually, about what's going on with, uh, well, what happened on uh, Obiango. So we're Pallying back Obiango. All of us were distraught We 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 found garbage bad and then piled up at campsites like as if hey, here you go um come, people uh, come it get it. yeah I went what's going on here so we loaded our canoes enough that we couldn't load them anymore with garbage uh you know toilet paper mounds we, we all dealt with that, but the other was we we put out a fire that was like burning beyond belief the people that had left and we're all distraught, right? I'm thinking this is so. I'm writing this piece, so I thought, okay, let's look at the facts. So I, I'll do this in a in a facts way. Um, I look. So the article was basically about what's going on out there. And yes, there's a lot more people going, and that's a given. But a lot more than you think. So up to five times the amount. So so Alberta parks has increased their popularity um, in one year by five thousand percent. Whoa! Wow! Yeah. So not just uh, it went from. Two thousand reservations to almost three hundred uh, um, thousand. The one lake uh, out west that was a, the lake, the, uh, lake not lake, lake O'Hara, but you can't drive there. You have to take a bus. You're not allowed to drive there. Oh,
0: because- um, uh, where's the Banff Springs Hotel, uh, Miss? Oh, yeah, we talked about that a few. <laughs>
1: well, near Lake Louise, or
0: yeah, it? Lake Louise. Yeah, uh, there's another one. Yeah, you have to take the buses now.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah so so it's increased popular and and you know Gaw when it went when it went from four point2 million to 6.3 million in one season but here's the kicker like, we all know that it's, it's not it's not you know rocket science right um, but the kicker is that the stats from national parks and provincial and also private parks put out a, a survey um, and they found out this year that sixty one percent of people asked wanted more than just a, a campsite from camping. They wanted more for it, meaning, like, it's self-interest. Like, this is all we get? Uh, so it's like they want a service given to them. They actually want people to pick the garbage up for them in the backcountry. They want really? this. They want that. 61%. And actually 32% of that 61% were Gen Zs.
3: Wow.
0: That's uh, put your garbage out because Thursday, when you're up here, is garbage <laughs> collection day. A boat comes around and collects the garbage.
2: Yeah. So the, what 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 it was getting at is like 61. That's a lot. 61 yeah. percent of this year wanted and demanded. Actually, the word was demanded uh, more service given to them for the backcountry.
1: The service we provide is sun during the day and dark at night. Right guaranteed service. With a sprinkling of rain <laughs> we, and some windy we, we bits. We guarantee some sort of precipitation and movement of air. <laughs> yeah. What more do you want? <laughs> the good thing about it
2: is that the outfitters told me, all the outfitters I talked to this year, which quite a few, they all said that um, the good news is that the crowds seemed at the end of the season decreasing, and also the skill set and the gear... That they were bringing was increasing.
1: Well, oh, that's good. That's good. Good. Yeah. People are learning. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> wow, scary out there. Well, think about think about the the pressure on the backcountry on on the lakes and the rivers and stuff like that. That kind of increase in people using those those, you know, riparian areas, the backcountry and so on. That's a lot of pressure on well, it's a lot of stress for the animals. There's a lot of pressure on the campsites, a lot of pressure on the water for pollutants and whatever. It's you gotta you're gonna see an end result. I I'm, I'm not gonna jump on a Greenpeace bandwagon here, but like you are gonna notice it the that the uh that uh, <laughs> I'm just so distracted. I see a spider repelling. He's just over by your guitar there. He's halfway down. He's about to land on your guitar. Oh, right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we had that before. This is the he's, second time. He's repelling.
1: <laughs> Sorry. What? Squirrel! The squirrel! <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> Anyways, it was a good distraction. It's the... Uh, dun, dun, I'm just dun, saying, dun, it's, it's got to be a lot dun, of pressure, dun. especially with people who are uneducated with the backcountry when they're... Like, you hear about... Uh, down uh, down south and some of these July 4th uh, celebrations where I've seen pictures of uh of beaches where people have just walked away from like oh, coolers and chairs yeah. and umbrellas and cans and food and it's like oh what happened was there a tornado no nope, this was a party yeah 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 that that's got to stop that yeah. that really has to stop but
0: maybe we can address that when we the garbage boat comes around. <laughs> on Thursdays. On Thursdays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you had a good time anyway.
1: I did. Oh, yeah. I want to cover a few more last things about uh, the The dinosaurs here. leaving. Yes, yes. <laughs> they just picked up their chairs and went. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was nice. We got to walk around. And it was nice and quiet. There's like a f- just a few people. There's never any lines for the bathrooms or showers or anything like that, right? Nice walks. We we saw when we were out in hikes during the rain. We saw a few other hardy people out for walks in the rain. And uh, but it was it was really nice. It was a nice week. We enjoyed it. Weather improved by Thursday, and people started showing up in droves. And so Thursday night was like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of people out there talking now. But uh, so the weather improved Thursday, Friday, Saturday when we we're there. And uh, which was good because it's Halloween in McGregor last weekend. Oh, was it? It was. So they had, uh, they had like all kinds of stuff going on, like throughout the the week, mostly on the weekends. It was like guided walks, pumpkin carving contests on the Friday and Saturday. And there was a murder mystery net on, on Friday night. And spoiler alert, it was the butterfly did the murdering. And uh, <laughs> with help from the dinosaurs, that's why the dinosaurs
0: picked up and left.
1: <laughs> they they had uh, you decorate your campsites. There was a contest for that. There was a contest for best uh, best costume. Uh, they did trick or treating on Saturday night, and I can hear Kevin mixing a drink. <laughs> and uh, and so so it was it was it was really nice. There was no bugs. That was amazing. We we unfortunately we only saw one set sunset all week. It was it didn't rain all week, but it was cloudy except mm-hmm. for I think it was the the Thursday night we had a sunset. So it was nice. It was freezing cold, but we got out there on the rocks and and the lake levels really low, really crazy low. Oh yeah? Yeah, really really low. So huh. but yeah, so the, the, oh and uh, and I wish I'd thought about this before the trip. Because you were up on Superior. Anyways, I know that on Superior, you take a black light, a black light flashlight. Yep. And some stones will glow. Youper light. Youper light. I went youper light hunting and guess what I found? Did you find some? I did not. We went to... <laughs> I, I bought a handful of flashlights. All of us are like out there with flashlights and we're trying to find these things. But we're on... You're on Huron, right? So yeah, no. It's, we it's, weren't expecting to find any, but we thought maybe... Michigan. Maybe... maybe
0: Michigan Shore is, yeah. is is the place on
1: Superior to find. So it. I had bought a bunch of those flashlights, but we never found any shiny rocks. But we did find glow in the dark underwear bits and glow in the dark socks. And so we finally, were, like, were there a pair of
0: glow in the dark <laughs> boxers? No, no, had Happy Camper on them. <laughs> <No>. CBC Radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So that so that was that's all I wanted to say about that. It was it was a good week. It was, it was a good, a good week. Yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. The kids loved it. Good, yeah. I uh, I headed up to
0: Superior. Um, it's always a toss-up weather-wise in October on Superior. Uh, you know, I've picked up my camera again. And I'm getting into black and white photography, so I knew that even if I couldn't get on the on the lake or anything, that I'd still be up there doing yeah, some yeah. photos yeah. and stuff. And did that. Definitely didn't get out on the water as much as I'd hoped to. Uh, between the rain and wind gusts of up to 48 kilometers an hour. <laughs> like unbelievable. Uh, I did see a lot of the Superior coastline. Yeah. Well, between Sault Ste. Nice, Marie and Wawa. It's a I nice love that drive. area. It's yeah. a nice drive. Yeah. And uh, I found a couple of Crown Land sites that I stayed at as well. So uh, I did. I really like the Mishapacatan River, um, it's windy. There's gravel bars you can pull out at, there's uh, low low shoreline, and then there's these big sand cliffs and mm-hmm. stuff as you go, and then it ends up, you know, at uh, Superior. So, Naturally Superior Adventures, uh, I dealt with them, and they shuttled me up to Scott Falls Dam, and you can do a day trip from there. So, they okay. they shuttle you up there, and then you paddle down, and they're situated right at the mouth. Of the Michigan River Done. and Lake yep. Superior, so you end up right where your, your vehicle is. So I paddled there, uh, stopped to do some photos along the way, uh, saw at least 20 eagles. Wow, nice. there's a ton of them! Nice. Well, the salmon run is <coughs> oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah. At the end, yeah, there's tons of dead salmon. Yeah. Like, I took a couple of pictures, so they feeding, yeah, ridiculous. So they're feeding. A uh, couple of dozen ravens, umpteen billion gulls of all kinds. Uh, saw a wolf. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great on. Yeah, that was, that was a highlight. Uh, shallow in a couple spots, so I do have some new scratches on my boat. <laughs> <laughs> but not like a certain well, Nova like, Craft. Yeah, not like Kevin's. Yeah.
1: Chirp in there, Kevin.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you have to do it right, or don't, don't do it at all. <laughs> if you're gonna scratch it, make
0: sure you scratch it. <laughs> Is that a scratch or a gouge? There you go. <laughs> what? What's, when does the when does a scratch become a gouge? What thickness level? When you can see fibers breaking. <laughs> Uh, When I was doing my day paddle, like I say, I was dodging rain a lot during the week. um, But I had really nice paddle until about the last hour. And then the rain started. Eh, is what it is. Made it back to uh, Naturally Superior Adventures. Loaded up my gear. Chatted with David Wells. He's the owner. Really nice guy. Um, Then uh, headed out. Had a great day of paddling. It was a whole week was you know sightseeing doing a little bit of paddling here and there sort of deal with that i definitely wanted to get back up on the mississippi cotton river um i tried going up up current a few years ago and it takes a lot of because <laughs> a, lot of yeah, a, a lot of effort and like i'm mean, especially solo unless you're with somebody yeah so this time i figured i'll get the shuttle and and come down uh there were a lot of positives on the trip but there were some negatives uh, I got two chips in my brand new wind. Cause I got that brand new windshield yeah. put in the spring
1: after you had a crack in it for like five years, about five
0: years. So I got about a month ago, I got a little chip up in the corner. I'm thinking oh. that's not too bad. And then going on my trip this week, like the size of a quarter oh. right in front of the passenger's face.
1: So you can get those fixed. Eh? Yeah. So and then there expand. was another chip up there as yeah. well.
0: So was, yeah. A brand new window, two chips. That sucks. Remember, I'm not even going to mention the name of the company because um, I know you like their stuff. Do you remember I got the sleeping pad and it wouldn't stay inflated? Oh, yeah, 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 so yeah, I exchanged yeah, yeah. it for yeah, yeah. a new one thinking yeah. it was faulty. Yeah. Yeah. See the sleeping pad behind you? That it, was inflated earlier. And that's new. That's a brand spanking new. I'm just going to go back to my old ThermaRest. I've been using yeah. that for 20 years, not but had a problem. you should return it. I'll return it. Well, it's yeah. $250. bucks. Yeah. i am definitely returning it. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, I'm not... not Happy about that. Uh, Brand new set of batteries in my spot unit died. Wow. I've never had that happen before. I I don't know. And I unwrapped them. They were brand new. And they're lithiums, right? Yeah. I don't know what happened. So I use my cell phone, the notes on my cell phone to keep my trip log day one time i got up here's where i went so later on if i'm looking at someone how long does it take me to get from there to there and i can look at my trip logs right yeah so i had like five days of trip logs erased oh i have no idea how i did it i erased my trip log so I, (coughs) (laughs) i got none of that uh i hit a bird oh which like what kind of bird just a one of those little like sparrow type sparrow? birds Aww. but he hit my windshield then the roof rack then you could hear him hit the canoe then i think the the roof rack at the back and then uh, you see him rolling behind me so oh. i wasn't too happy about that
2: oh sean sean let's go back here did you hit the bird first and all the other bad things happened after
0: no oh, was it a no, car- no, wasn't a a, no no the bird yeah it wasn't a karma thing the bird was like halfway through the trip okay And then I ended the trip by running over a squirrel dead (laughs) on. Like my entire tire got him. Oh. So there was no him wiggling around or or anything. Well, you could have swerved into a tree and saved that squirrel. I tried swerving. (laughs) Because what had happened is he ran out in front of me and was halfway across. So I swerved towards the ditch. Yeah. But there was another car coming. So he decided to backtrack. (laughs) So did I hit him? Or did he hit you? Attack my tire. He hit you. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that makes me feel better.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it, I I hate hitting animals. Yeah, like it just sends me for a loop when I hit something with my car, unless it's a person I don't like. But that's different. Uh, the biggest, the biggest negative of the week: provincial park issues. Oh, so on the Sunday I checked into Agua Bay. And the campground there, I bought a bag of wood, and the girl behind the counter says, "Just one, so yeah, I'll come back, and I'll buy another bag tomorrow so I don't know if it was partly her, partly me, well, I know it was partly her, partly me, but forgetting the next day was Thanksgiving, yeah, so everything's closed on thanksgiving, so the gate house was closed. No, no, that this no. That's a different. That's further down. That's oh. further down the story. So this, well, this is this is their main, their permit building, the visitor center at Agua Bay Campground. Yeah, where you, where you check in, they sell the wood and everything yep. there. So I come in the next day, and they're closed. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. No notice. No, no n- you know, warning. They'll warning. say, hey, we're don't close forget, tomorrow. we're closed. Get
1: tomorrow. it now. We're not here tomorrow. Right.
0: So. No wood that night for fire, and it was. And I'm like right on the shore, of Superior. And uh-huh. The wind's just coming through. So you know, partly my fault, partly their fault. Yeah, well, whatever. Then I was spending a few nights later, uh, a night at Rabbit Blanket Lake, and I get an electric site because that way I can charge all my batteries. Yeah, like my my uh, phone battery, I can charge my camera batteries, GoPro battery, all that sort of stuff, right? Uh, I went to check in at the gatehouse. The gatehouse is closed for the season. You have to drive three (laughs) kilometers down the highway. So go back out down the highway, three kilometers to the main, um, Lake Superior Provincial Park main office and register there. I I already had a reservation, so I was good, but that's where you have to go buy the wood and all that sort of stuff. Hours are 8 a.m. till 7 p.m. I took a picture and everything saying, yep, that's when it is we go and there was another couple ahead of me so they get there she's coming out of the office they're closed but it's only 4:30 <laughs> they closed at 4 sign says it open till 7 they closed at 4 well what about wood can't buy any so all my stuff like i got so much wet stuff it's raining it's cold the wind's blowing i'm like oh, you got to be kidding me cuz i was looking for the the Um, firewood to dry stuff off, right? So whatever, I go back to my site. I'm not happy. And their electric sites are geared towards trailers. So the only place to put a a tent was flooded. Oh. So now I'm just getting totally frustrated. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go because right across from me is the the comfort station bathrooms. Just gonna go to the bathroom, settle for a second, think what I'm gonna do. I walk over. The bathrooms are locked.
3: Oh no! (laughs) So so
0: I walked back. I peed in the fire pit and left. (laughs) (laughs) That'll learn them.
2: Well, first of all, Sean, you haven't learned anything. The the wood—if you did get the wood, it wouldn't burn anyway. Well.
0: The thing is, out of one of the positives I've I've got on my list, um, I bought one bag of park wood, and I was able to get it to burn, which shows how good my fire building skills really yeah. are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I've got fire! <laughs> you know what? That's what's going on. Actually, the, the head honcho of Ontario Parks is saying, "Let's get." people more skilled in the outdoors and what we'll do this is our plan we'll make the wood really bad so they'll have to practice their skills to get our wood burning <laughs>
1: we right? will train them to start fires <laughs> well let me tell you i was trained <laughs> <laughs> we uh, a couple years back we went to quebec we camped at forillon uh, national park and uh, we bought a bunch of bags of wood we we're there for a couple days and we I think we bought like five or six bags because we were going to be there for like four days. I that I want a fire, and uh, we we tried we tried so hard. We were burning up so much paper. We we used a whole bunch of those campfires, the uh, fire starters, yeah. and I had one of those blow torches, the blowy things, and and. We worked hard, and at one point, we had it burn for about 20 minutes. And it was, it was like, glorious. <laughs> and then it went out. And when we we left, like, four days later, we gave, like, five bags of wood to the neighbor. He said, you want this wood? You want any money for it? I said, no. no. not worth any money. <laughs> he took it. Just take this crap. And we d- could not get that fire going. We tried hard, too. Yeah. We no, I was, I was surprised. The one bag
0: that I had, um, I did manage to get... Um, um the fire going. Yeah. And, you know, using all the little tricks that you you figure out over the billions of years you've been doing this. And then, yeah, I just piled the rest of the, it around so the outsides were at least getting yeah. dry so when I put them on, oh, they would catch. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Right? And, and whatnot. That's, so, yeah. yeah. That's smart. I had one fire one night. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Um yeah, so, so yeah, I, I I wasn't happy about the not being able to dry all my gear out <laughs> uh, as planned. Uh, but there were positives. I saw some awesome landscape. Got to paddle river I've wanted to paddle for a couple of years now. Got out of the city for a few days, which <laughs> bonus anyway you look at it. And uh, yeah, it was a good trip, and totally glad I got up there. So I think that that's my last planned canoe trip of the season. Every other canoe trip for the season isn't planned yet.
2: <laughs> uh you still with us here kevin yes I'm, I'm thankful you're not going out anymore because the wildlife is thanking you you've killed what two animals yeah and you couldn't get a fire going and you know have you heard a, a, a thing called gasoline
0: oh yeah that's what was running my truck <laughs> oh. <laughs> to keep me warm <laughs> well i did the next day there was a bit of sun but i had the the heat cranked in my truck and the windows open a bit to let some air come through, but I'd laid out like a couple of my jackets and stuff over all of my gear, my seats my truck. So when I was driving stuff was starting to dry out a little bit, but uh, that's when I was on my way over to Michigan. So it looked like I was smuggling stuff or something. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I, I, it was, it was funny today. I was with my students today in, in Oshawa, right? So um, we're doing uh, tree ID. So we get to a birch bark um, tree, whatever. And I, so I take off some birch. said, okay. Well, Going over the whole oil in in the birch and everything else, why it lights so well? And so I, I, I I'm a flint starter. So they are hyper guys. So, so we hear try get her going. And He's like scratching, scratching, scratching. Couldn't get the thing going. And then I, I, I give him a match, and he couldn't light a match. You know, like he's never lit a match before. And they're and they're, not, they're not allowed to do this. Of course, the counselors look at me like Kevin. You're not allowed to do this. I went, oh, it's a freaking outdoor program. You can't light it. anyway. Does that, and then, um, then I, I, I give him a lighter. <laughs> I, I, uh, I said, "Do you want some gasoline with that?" He goes, "Do you have some?"
0: <laughs> no, thanks. I brought my own. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Oh man. So, so I, I, I'm thinking, what, what are they getting from this program? The the old wise outdoor guy is like, oh, you know, he's supposed to show them how to do a, do a striker, flint, whatever. But no, Do you have a a uh, lighter and gasoline. Yeah, oh yeah, we're good. We're good. That'll work. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Kevin Callan School of Bushcraft. <laughs> yeah. Here,
2: hold on to this chainsaw. I <laughs> will get some gasoline in the yeah. park. <laughs> uh,
0: well, while we were all out enjoying the wilderness this past week, Fat Bear Week.
3: Oh, yes. Fat Bear yes. Week
0: 2023 yeah. has concluded. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do you ever
1: follow Fat Bear Week, Kevin? Is it like, like Shark Week? It,
0: no, sort of. well, sort, sort of. of. Yeah, they do Ex- do a lot of eating. Explore dot ca. Yes, yeah, they have a uh, Fat Bear Week up on uh, Brooks F- at Brooks Falls. In Katniss- oh, no, yes, Park. I do. Yeah, 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 I know.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: So let's see. Uh, they listed out the meeting the 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 verses here.
1: So it's, it's like the, uh, the the final, like the final whatever, like for basketball or college oh, basketball yeah, week. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So Grazer versus Walker, Grazer won. Electra versus Bucky Dent, Bucky won. Spring Cub, which they have a junior division and the winner of the junior division gets to go up against these people. yeah. So spring cub versus chunk, chunk one. The name gives it away. <laughs> yeah, Otis versus nine oh one, nine oh one, one. Otis Otis is the one. He's he's old. They've been worried about him. Um, so he's had some health issues. He's the had last some health issues. And, yeah. He 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 came out late this year. So yeah, they estimate in people years he's ninety. Oh wow. Yeah. So wow. he's like twenty eight, twenty nine, or something like that. But huh. in people years he's like ninety. So, he's like the grandpa of the group. Yeah. Great yeah. grandpa. Great, so, it makes sense he's having some health issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Otis actually was champion in 2014, 16, 17, and 21. So, the fact that he didn't even make it out of the first round. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 747 versus Grazer. Grazer won. 747 was champion in 2020 and 2022. Gone. Yeah. Bucky Dent versus Holly, Holly won, and Holly was champion in 2019. So, so far, only one previous champion moved on. Chunk versus 901, Chunk won. Grazer versus Holly, Grazer won. So, the two biggest bears are Chunk and Grazer.
1: <laughs> and the final is the
0: champion of fat bear week 2023 is grazer grazer beat chunk in the final yeah grazer's a large adult female introduced to Brooks brooks river as a cub in 2005 so she's 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 yeah. almost 20 years old yeah uh become one of the best anglers at brooks river she fishes day and night, before, during, and after the salmon spawn. So there's no stopping for her. Yeah. Like, she starts she's full and on. she's just full-on yeah. going.
2: I'd I love her to bits. i love her to bits. Right? It's, it's exactly what I, I'm like. She's
0: cuddly looking, too.
2: <laughs> oh, me too, as well. In her description,
0: they put blonde ears. Oh, do they? <laughs> She's a a lighter color bear, but her ears are Are really, like, blonde. Yeah. Like, yeah. Eh, Whatever. (laughs) If you're into that sort of thing. Uh, A particularly defensive mother who has raised two litters of cubs, she's apparently been known to go after bigger adult males Ah. in defense of her cubs. Yeah. And she's developed a reputation... <laughs> At the river where other bears see her and just steer clear. <laughs>
1: nope, not her, not today.
2: Uh, I I think I dated her. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: knew her sister. <laughs> So, so, just for those who are curious about how the uh, how the championship works, it's uh, it's not like there's a they're way off or anything. So it's when when they put each uh, player up against each other. For example, Grazer versus Walker, they uh, they have series of videos and photos, and people vote online who they think is the the largest or most well rounded bear. Fat. <laughs> so it 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 does come down to voting and what year was it there was controversy they last thought? year was it last oh, year oh last
0: year there was controversy in the polls cuz they were People were fudging the numbers when they were voting or voting they're, multiple. There were multiple or, voting, yeah. and they
1: they had people campaigning on the in the background yeah. to make a favorite bear win. And but they
0: figured it out in time that yeah, the 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 actual results. So
1: in r- the proper. end, it's a, still a little bit arbitrary, but it, it, it is a, is based on opinion. In my opinion, that bear is ve- very well rounded. <laughs> yes, round is <laughs> <as> a shape. <laughs> Uh but it was like thirty seven
0: thousand to a hundred and six thousand or something like that. In the that. final? In the final. Wow, that's a big yeah, difference. She, yeah. So it's a clear win. It was a clear win. It wasn't stolen. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a stolen win. <laughs> there will be no recounts. No. <laughs> There'll be no storming of any explorer buildings. <laughs> Uh, so, way to go, Grazer!
1: Yes, see, see if that's not your first. She'll win. be a future championship winner. She's right? going to win in upcoming years, multiple championships. She's got ten years before she becomes Otis's age, right? So she's going to have at least five in there. Yeah, there you go.
0: This is what we've <laughs> been uh, relegated to, Kevin.
1: Well, you know. We don't do sports analysis, uh-huh. we do fat bears. So here analysis. comes that fat bear, look here at that bear, oh
0: Greeners look at that walker's coming. right up the side, <laughs> they're chasing that salmon down the river, oh it's over the falls, oh she fell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, it's, uh, it's funny though to watch them on the falls because at, the, what's the falls called? Brooks Falls. Brooks Falls. So at Brooks Falls, I've seen videos of them. The bear just stands on the top of the falls, opens the mouth, and waits for the fish to go in the mouth. They yep. just like ah, <laughs> <laughs> and the fish go here we go upriver. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> I'm fat.
0: I'm lazy. In here now. <laughs> Come on, fish, right here, right, here. right in the catcher's mitt. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. <laughs> Um, but with all that fun and excitement about bears, yes, Kevin, let's chit chat about something not so nice that happened. Uh, the grizzly bear attack in
2: Banff. Oh yeah. Brutal. Um, I, uh, yeah. So I was on a canoe trip, uh, um, and I got back and it was my colleagues that told me about it, uh, when I went to work the next day and they thought I knew, but I went, well, I, sorry. I didn't listen to the news. And Wow, uh, it was brutal. There was um, uh, two people really well experienced in the wilderness. Uh, They did everything right. I think that was the saddest part about it. They hung their food. They had bear uh, sprays. They had an in-reach. They were communicating back and forth to people. They were experienced and then all of a sudden a bear killed them both and then their dog as well. So I didn't know about that. So they told me this at work on the morning and then by the time I got home around 3, I got I checked my email and I worked for CBC Radio. So they said, hey, Kevin, did you hear? Her? And I went, yeah, I just heard about it. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, can you be on tomorrow and uh, do some interviews about it? And I went, whoa, okay, why? Uh, and why me? And they're like, well, people are terrified to go out there uh, after this. So I, I spent three days doing interviews. Um, uh, constantly. I, I don't know how many interviews I did. But how I... like let, let, Let's put this into... The people who are listening. How would you, if you had that job, how would you actually do that job? Because the people just died. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know much about it because you just arrived from a canoe trip. You don't know m- much about the history of about what happened except what was on the news. And, except they were experienced and you felt bad for them. So... Two things that happened during the interview, um, and I'm talking 28 interviews live across coast to coast, from Halifax to Callaway, whatever. And I, I said, so that every host, it, it was scripted, right? So, um, but they always go off script.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So they always want me to tell a bear story, or whatever. But anyway, I, I kept to, I kept focused, which was I, I find really interesting for you guys. I kept focused. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my Lord. And the reason I kept focus is there was people that died, uh, people that actually cherished the wilderness uh, and loved going out tripping. They did everything right. And also, I wasn't there. I didn't know what happened. But um, I had to put the things together and thought, okay, let's let's be at least logical about it. So first thing I said, okay, well, I feel terrible for the people that died and their family members. It's a terrible way to go. Then I also said, I'm also terrified to be going out in the woods right now after hearing the news, which is one thing I should never have said. I mean, I'm, I'm the happy camper. Hey, let's go. But I got to say, um, any normal person would be terrified to go out in the woods when they hear a grizzly bear in Banff the, the, that there was never a predaceous bear for decades uh, in that park. All of a sudden, this bear came in. And i got to tell you, it was a predaceous bear, so we'll get into the details I know about what happened, um, that, that did that. It was terrifying. And I, I would be terrified to go in the woods. But my job was is to make sure people were terrified. If you look at the stats uh, about, you yeah, know, for the Gaughlin Park, for example, uh, the park opened in 1893. There was only been two predaceous bear incidents since then, which are horrible. I mean, if you look at those stories, they're horrible what mm-hmm. happened. Right, Bates Island and the, the three boys uh, uh, near the Petawa River, like horrible. But the numbers, yeah, you're more likely to get hit by a car on the way to Algonquin than you would be a prediction spirit. Right. But so I said, but I, I did say I am terrified about, about going out. However, let's look at the stats. And at the end of it, though, I said, and I think that people would be so disheartened that we're not going out. Because of what happened to them. Because they were lovers of the wilderness. They did amazing trips. You looked at their, the history of trips they did. They were incredible. And, and they, they knew what they are doing. They did everything right. They were just the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. And if you look at it, I, I think the dog had something to do with it. I really pushed the dog during my interviews. That The dog is never going to protect you from a bear. Yes, if the dog is trained um, for, for hunting bears, Yes. But most likely, in my experience, my experience, right? So I'm not a bear expert. But my experience, the dog lures bear in because it's like, hey, that looks like something I could eat. So I think what happened was they, they hung their food. They went to their tent. They were reading their in-readers in the tent. The bear knew they were there hours before that. A bear like that waits, right? And right. it stops. It's a predation bear. It stalks. And it's like the, the dog's yapping. It's like, well, I can get the dog. And then sure enough, it came in and got all three of them. And I, the way it goes is that one can a bear spray was, was shot off. Um, so someone, what was he or she, whatever, went out and tried to fight off the bear. And then someone else in the tent did the inreach and saying, bear attack, bad. And it sent it to the friend, which also sent it to Parks. So the inreach worked. And but the the um, the rescuers couldn't get the helicopter up because of bad weather, so they had to go in. And I don't know; it, it, someone could help me out there. I, I I thought it was by foot, maybe ATV, but it took them three hours and three five hours. already yeah. it was, it was sort of like well, what really happened? But they they couldn't get the helicopter up. But the time they got there, sure enough, they're all dead. The dog and the two people were de- were dead. And the bear was still on the carcasses. Now, the media didn't say this, but I can tell you right now, that bear was on the carcass because it was like a predatious bear. It's like, that's my food. And you don't go near a grizzly or, or a black bear when it's on the carcass, right? And sure enough, they were there and they attacked them and they shot it. Some people said that the bear shouldn't have been shot. Well, you weren't there, uh, right? You weren't there as a... a, a and I, hearts go out to the rescuers. You imagine dealing with that the rest of your life? showing up in that scene. Mm-hmm. An empty can of bear spray, a dead dog, two dead people, bear attacks you, you shoot it, and then people questioning what you did. Other people are saying, well, you know, bear spray doesn't work, they should, should have had a gun. Well, the stats show that bear spray is more effective than a gun. I don't know if that's true or not. I'd rather have both. <laughs> I'd rather have a, a can of dynamite. Um, but the same thing, they're in Banff National Park. They're not allowed to have a gun. And some people in the United States will say, well, they should. Well, no, I'm sorry, I'm Canadian. No, you're not allowed to have a gun. And, 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 and like, let's stop that. That opens
0: neighbor. a whole new can of worms.
2: Yeah. You yeah. know what? The yeah. can of worms that really bugged me is when I wrote a piece, I, I was on national news, on radio, and TV. I got a lot of good comments, but the negative comments sent me personally were really nasty, saying they didn't know what they're doing, they shouldn't have been out there. It's in the fall. Bears are active because they're feeding up for the for, for it. They should have had a firearm. A Canadians can should have more firearms, whatever. My answer to all of them, I sent a personal response to them, you weren't there, shut the hell up.
3: Yeah,
0: you yeah, exactly, there. yeah. You can be an armchair quarterback all you want, but you were not yeah. boots on the ground. You yeah. don't know what exactly happened.
1: Yeah, And, and yeah. they can't come out with an opinion that they weren't experienced because from all evidence, the, this couple were very experienced. They had mm-hmm. like 30 years of canoe tripping, hiking, and, and more, or actually more than that because they were in their late 50s, early 60s. They had been tripping together since they were teenagers. So yeah. 50 years, no, 40 years of experience. Mm-hmm.
2: And now, the answer yeah. of it is they were loving every single moment of yep. the time out there. Exactly. Except when it happened, because they were at the wrong place at the wrong time. Exactly. Yep. The same thing being on the highway and a transport, Jack nice, you were at the wrong place at the wrong time.
0: Yep. And now when we were on our trip this year, um, and I came across that bear.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You pooped your pants. That fast.
0: I did not have time to react. No. He yeah, was he out of the, the bush. Earth, yeah. Over to the tr- across the the portage, up the tree, down the tree and down the yeah. portage like less than 10 seconds. Yeah. Like that bear could move. And this wasn't a uh this bear was only a few years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't a full grown and definitely wasn't a grizzly. Yeah. But like no time to react. Yeah. I mean, cause, and that's a big thing. I mean, even you said, did you get a picture?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
0: think I was still pooping my pants by the time he was heading down the yeah. trail. And like, even the moose no... we came across. Like, yeah?
1: I had time to yell, um, I think I said off the trail or I said move to the left or something. Yeah, I, I yelled move to the left because I saw this uh, female moose trotting down the trail. She was jogging a canter and I just moved to the left and my movement to the left i think is what caught her attention and she skidded to a halt and hightailed it back in that direction yeah but she was i don't know i think going straight at her with a canoe she might not have recognized me right away because i had a canoe on my head but when i moved to the left off the path i think she caught with she was within 10 feet of me or so she was pretty close
0: so unless you have that experience yeah you 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 can't make that judgment call judge. of what happened or how
1: fast you it can't happens. Judge the details if and even
2: kidding. even when that happens though. So so I, I because you know I, I was on you know live radio across Canada. I had to sort of say because the, the question was what do we do, Kevin? We want an expert to tell us what we do. And I went well I, again. I'm not an expert, but let's break it down. Sixty eight percent to seventy three percent of bear attacks, both grizzly and black bears. Happen when you upon them uh, uh, on a trail and surprise them, which was right. what you, happened to you, right? And and when it happens with a grizzly, most likely you'll die, even though there's more attacks with black bears across across North America for the history of time. When a grizzly attacks, you you probably won't make it through, right? So that that then didn't happen with them. They did not startle that bear, right? The other is habituated bear, where the bear comes in to get your your camp food because it's got there before and that's not going the the bear's not there to get you it's good to get your food so you can be mildly aggressive get out of here we don't want you here and if that works the bear will leave if not you leave and that's probably a large percentage that we've dealt with in ontario um especially in Algonquin, right the other, um, it, well, a bear with, with a cub, too, we'll just put that to the side. Uh, with, 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 if it's a cub, uh, any, any mother, no matter what, if it's a bear, a deer, or a human, whatever, is going to, fu- to start you and attack you because, like, get away from my kid, yeah, right? But it probably is not going to kill you. So when they say, oh, you're with a grizzly, you're supposed to play dead, well, you play dead maybe with that incident because... That will do a, a fake charge and then gruff you a bit and sort of say, okay, you're, you're not really a, a problem and then walk away. When it comes down to a verdacious bear, which is I have a feeling this is what it was. is very low per- percent of the chance of ever happening. That bear is coming in to eat you yeah. and the dog. You have to fight. And they lost. Uh, and it's so sad. Uh, so sad for both them and the bear, to yeah. be quite honest. Um, it's a really sad story. It terrifies us all. But it was a predaceous bear. Very low percentage of it happening. But, it, but you look at like what happened on Bates Island uh, in Algonquin uh, in 19... Was it 1996? Um, I'm not sure. It was in the 90s. Where that bear... They had a roast on their table to cook for that night. That bear killed them both, consumed them both for the five days, never touched the roast. And in Algonquin, um, the one kid went and have a nap in the car, uh, probably well, there her teenagers it probably was hung over or whatever. And then the other three guys went out fishing on the tread stream and the bear killed them both and went to consume all three of them.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so, but that park has been open since 1893. One million people go there per year. So should you not go camping anymore?
1: Yeah. that That's, that's the thing is, it's hard to put statistics and logic into it when you have emotions and feelings. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. But true, it's, and I, when every time I go camping, every time I enter the backcountry, I, I rely on the statistics. It's like, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to concern myself about it. If it happens, I have nothing to worry about because I'm gone anyways. But in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy it and whatever. It's it, I have to rely on the statistics.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know what? I mean? Maybe this is
1: a a wake-up call to people that start being a bit lax in their... Lax in their cleanliness of the campsite, Yeah, trying to feed animals. I don't know what you're thinking when you do that. Oh, it's just a squirrel. It's like, yeah, well, that leads to a lot of different things.
2: Yeah, but that's the most terrifying event about this case study that I had a hard time dealing with uh, during the interviews. They did everything right. They did everything right, yes. They hung their food. So people would go back to me and say, well, Kevin... They did everything right, and it still happened.
1: It was a predation. They,
2: they shot a whole can of bear spray, so people say, "Well, can't bear bear spray doesn't doesn't work then." Well, it didn't work then because it was a grizzly bear that <laughs> wanted some food before it, it went, you know, in yep. in in the den for the winter.
1: The bear had intent. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: and I've seen videos of bears pulling apart a a beehive many times and the bears are just ignoring the bee skinks to its snout and face they rub their face rub their face but keep digging at the bees they have the the bears have intent so usually if the bear is is well fed it has no interest it has no cubs to protect it's going to run away says hey no you're not worth my trouble but this one had evidence that it wasn't eating well, had low fat, had bad teeth. So it was it was looking for opportunities for food. And so this one was a predacious bear. And that's what it takes. It for some reason, maybe it couldn't eat properly. It couldn't catch something. It wasn't fast enough. It was elderly. So it looked for opportunities. So it became predacious.
2: Yeah, And that's I, rare. I, it doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of the word macabre. I, I think it was macabre. So, when that had Bates, uh, Bates Island incident happened, I was working for uh, Parks at the time, um, and I knew exactly what happened. I knew the, the OPP officer that shot the thing. Uh, they weren't supposed to shoot the bear, uh, they didn't even know what happened. They were going over the island to see what happened, and all of a sudden there's a bear on these bodies, and he shot and shot and shot, reloaded, shot, shot, shot. Um, and the the park superintendent, no, park nationalist at the time, I forget his name, really famous person too, I should know his name. Shoot. He was on Global News, and this is years ago. And he said, "Sounds macabre, but the bear was doing what the bear does." Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, like it's it's not a villain. It's not Friday the Thirteenth, you know, the Freddy. Oh, yeah, the Freddy. It wasn't you know, was an evil bear, but it happens. Yeah. When you guys go to work and travel the highway, you know, you guys do that for your work, right? Yeah. Um, you you know that any instant something could happen, you're done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So You still do it. Yeah. yeah.
1: You put your, you get your guard up. You watch out for the crazy drivers. You know where the crazy drivers are going to show up. Is there certain key points like outside the Tim Hortons, some whack job's going to try to do something stupid. So you are prepared. You think about the route into work. And, but, so you need to do the same thing where you're going into Algonquin. Keep your, keep your, keep alert. Keep alert. Be yeah. aware of your surroundings.
0: But I, I think you're right. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. all came down. You to know,
2: it. I I, have, I I had a weird nightmare the, night, the other night too, though too, and I don't know why I'm even telling you this, uh, but I want to know what books they were reading when it happened.
1: Oh yeah, I'm now I'm curious. Why? Why are you curious? You don't read. I read. <laughs> 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 I,
0: I want their books on my shelf. <laughs>
2: they're in their tent they had a lovely day they did everything proper they're all comfy cozy with the dog and they're reading their e-readers and then the bear was waiting for them for the right moment they come in and it all happens I'm really weird I get this but I want to know what books they're reading
1: I hmm. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to ask. How would you go about (laughs) asking that question?
2: I would never ask that question. uh,
0: (laughs) Hi, this is Kim. I wonder if you could just help me out with something here. (laughs) So if if you got three readers, can you just tell me (laughs) what pages? But Uh, it is is a sad situation. It's it's unfortunate. it's not going to stop me from going back country. No, it won't stop me. um, Hopefully it doesn't stop other people because they wouldn't want it.
1: No. Yeah. Exactly,
0: yeah. Uh this is our 400th episode and Kevin Callen's on it and it's going long as per usual, so we'll just keep it going some more. <laughs> 400 episodes. Yes. Uh this coming February will be 8 years. Wow.
2: Really? Yeah.
3: 8
0: years. Cheers to
2: that, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. buddy. Cheers. There you, you go. <laughs> And, and good, good to you. Like, really, that's fantastic. Like, that's amazing.
1: Statistically, when are we supposed to get divorced? It's like at the seven to nine-year mark? I don't know.
2: <laughs> uh, li- Listening to you guys banter, you were divorced long ago. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Over 400 episodes here. I was just going through some things. Some of my favorite, West Hanson, the Arctic Cowboys. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just finished first human-powered crossing uh, through the Northwest Passage. Uh, Cyril Adaramo, he paddled from California to Hawaii. And he's gearing up to paddle from the Canary Islands to Barbados in 2024. (laughs) Some of these people, they got to be a little bit crazy, eh? Uh, Frank Wolf. I like talking to Frank Wolf and I was happy to meet him at Canucopia this year.
1: Oh yes. Sir. He does yeah. these
0: long expeditions and stuff like that. And he always has this great demented sense of humor. <laughs> like, yes. I, yeah. I think I would love to, to, to trip with him because yeah. I think our, our sense of humor would be yeah, like we'd feed off of each other and it would go far beyond what it does now. Didn't he,
1: <laughs> he did the uh, Texas Safari with West Hansen? It was Cyril and. No, Cyril did it. Yeah. With West.
0: With West, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm talking Frank
1: Wolf, though. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Frank.
0: Um, and the, another big thing we've been dis- we're talking about the last few years is uh, the discovery of the old paddle craft that, especially Wisconsin, the old d- dugout canoes.
1: I was always an archaeology fan. They're so. more aware of how to find these things now.
2: Oh, I think Derek, if I hear one more podcast about the frigging canoes they find. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And these ones, the canoes that they found in Wisconsin, the bottoms totally scratched up. <laughs> Just like a NovaCraft canoe, you'd like swear. Like somebody was, dragging, like it somebody was dragging it down the river. <laughs> um and we're talking about what we're talking about for our 400th episode here and it got me thinking like how has a podcast and paddling affected me over yeah. the years? Yeah. Uh it's made me more organized, some would say too organized. Um, you know, when I get the, the nickname Dossier. Uh, <laughs> but you have to be organized when you're doing an interior trip and stuff like that. It's made me more of a, learn how to be a team player when I need to be, uh, as well as knowing I can do stuff on my own as needed. You know, y- y- on paddle trips with other people, you y- you know, it teaches you how to work as a team, think, so things go smoothly as possible, it teaches you about group dynamics and stuff like that. But solo trips... You know, it makes you confident enough to do things on your own, uh, to work out problems on your own, not to quit, self-reliance, that sort of stuff. So doing that over the years and, and learning different tips and tricks from talking to people, yeah, you know, that that's really helped. Uh, it's taught me that even though I'd love to go on these big expeditions, it's almost as fun just watching the other guys do it. Oh, so yeah. So we're living vicariously yeah.
1: through them. It's It's a lot. Safer, warmer, yeah, <laughs> more yeah, comfortable. now, <laughs> I can sit on my couch and and see how the Arctic Cowboys are. Well, doing. and and you, yeah,
0: you know, what? and that's exactly in the in the days of social media when you're getting blog updates and you know, the spot units yeah, and stuff, you can follow their track where they are yeah. like live and in person. So, or with, with YouTube, you can go back to these happy camper videos and yeah, stuff and, and see how, the trip they yep, did and yep. what not to do and, and whatnot. Right.
1: <laughs> the best way you discover the best way to drag a canoe down a river. Right. And... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's made me realize that not everybody
0: does things the same way. It's not all cookie cutter out there. No. Uh, you know, like, like, Breakfasts on a trip, I'm a grab an oatmeal and a granola bar and I'm gone sort of guy. Mm-hmm. Where other people I know are, let's get the eggs and the bacon and the yep, pancakes and, and all that going. Do you hang a food bag or not?
1: Yep. Uh Does tarp go inside the tent or outside the tent? Greenland
0: underneath? paddle or just recreational Sport,
1: Yeah. Right paddle. Uh,
0: just because we do something one way doesn't mean it's the only way. That's, that's a big thing to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're out there.
1: Yeah. You know, I think that's important to be flexible. Like you, if you become hard and fast in your habits and, and you don't realize that your habits are wrong, then you just keep forcing yourself. You have to be, you have to be flexible. Mm-hmm. You have to think, you know what? There's always a better way to do something.
0: Yeah. Uh, so many different ways. And this is what we've learned, especially uh, through the podcast is there's so many different ways to get out on the water. Canoes, kayaks, up paddle boards, rafts coracles, yeah, pack rafts, yeah. dragon boats, snake boats. and it's, like, yeah. it, it's phenomenal the amount of different paddle craft around the world.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> well, uh, what was it, last week? Uh, there's one that I, just, I didn't even know it existed. It's the one where you, you, you paddle it like you're paddling a surfboard, but it's a kayak type thing. Oh, the belly yakking. Belly yakking. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, how have I never ever right? heard of that?
0: So there's all these <laughs> things you learn about that you're like, well, that's just... Weird,
3: <laughs> why
0: are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, uh, and the types of paddle craft are variable as well from you know canoe to kayak designs and standard boats, inflatable like all that's changing, Very like the technology yeah. is changing so much. And what people use paddle craft mm. for you know, are you just a family at the beach at leisure time? Yep. Are you doing canoe tripping? Are you doing exploration? Adrenaline junkies? Are you racing? But more and more people are getting on the water. Yes. You know? A lot more. I remember when we first started doing this, I think, Kevin, and we were talking about it way, way, way back in the day, almost eight years ago, that they were saying canoeing is dying. But I don't think it has.
2: Yeah, no, I, I remember that. I remember in Peterborough, especially when I uh, moved here, uh, the Peterborough Canoe Club, we used to have a, a, a big symposium here and we did a bunch of things. And then a bunch of the people say, well... This whole canoe thing is is dead. Uh, the kayaking is overpowering everything. You know, we're we're done. We're done. I went okay. Um, I I am not going to quit the club because we're dying. Like uh, just because nobody's watching Star Trek anymore doesn't mean to say we we are not Trekkies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's just weird. I said that. Okay, it's the wars, baby. It's the wars. But no, it, um, it, it's increased uh, in popularity and. We can say that there's always a fad, like stand up boarding, kayaking, whatever. Oh, it's just a fad, and maybe it is. Maybe canoeing is a fad, but going outdoors in whatever fashion, whether it's an ATV or a motorboat or stand up board or backpacking or or a, a canoeing or kayaking, it's it's not a fad to go outdoors. People know that more now than ever. That that right. it's. It, it, you're in your solace. You're in your peaceful place, right? You're reconnecting with where, where we're born from, wilderness. So all the ways we do that is maybe a fad. Uh, I prefer the fad of canoeing. because mm-hmm. That's my preference. I'm not, I don't knock on all the others. But, um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think going out in the wilderness is a fad. No. no and all,
0: as well, people are learning to adapt different ways to paddle. I mean, we we talked about the adaptive paddling, uh, the one when you, if you're missing an arm, missing or, an arm, yeah. they've got that paddle that can connect and yeah. and all that stuff, and um, they have the special docks for for disabled people, so they get out of the wheelchair into a kayak, yeah. and then they can launch themselves. So people are are doing a lot of that now as well. Uh, like say, growing
1: up in the '70s and '80s, you wouldn't think anything like that, and exactly and so and it's not just adaptive paddling it's also just technology so they're finding different ways to make a, a canoe slip through the water more efficiently there's there's a lot of racing boats coming online and uh and so there's there's a lot of stuff like like well for example it, it comes to mind right now is uh Bear mountain boats who have uh, called the quits after 45 years they were heavy in the last few years getting into uh designing dragon boats and uh and uh uh Kevin, you'd know more about them. You know, uh, Joan and, uh, and,
2: uh, Ted, Ted, Ted. yeah. Good good neighbors of mine for years. Actually, they were my neighbors for a while.
1: And so they've, they've developed, they've, we're developing through uh, various people ways to create better paddling canoes and, and so on. So it's, it, it's, it's constantly changing, like b- more, better design paddles or, or a better length or a better way to hold it, better angle, uh, bench shaft paddles. And so it's, it's constantly changing and developing and, and morphing through time.
2: Well, we also know that the only people that are going to hell are the double bladers. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I know exactly what you mean.
2: I'm just, I'm just joking. Hell
0: okay? hath no fury like a single blader watching a double blader. <laughs> On a windy lake. (laughs) (laughs) If I could catch up, I'd smack him with my paddle. (laughs) (laughs) If I could catch up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, The one thing, though, I've learned is paddling is a bunch of smaller communities. Like the canoeing community, the kayaking canoeing uh, community, rafting community, stuff like that, that just make up an enormous community of paddling. Yes. You know, yeah. of different paddlers and, and it's growing bigger all the time. And we talked a few episodes ago about the increase in stand-up paddle boards over the next uh, five, six years. It's supposed to be massive, the, the 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 predictions.
1: Yes, the, and so and that went it comes in waves like when paddle when stand up paddle boarding first came on the scene it was like there was like a hundred different companies making stand mm-hmm. paddle boards and then they, they saturated the market and only the major builders could survive the the saturation moment when when there were as many more people buying there's too many on the market uh, all the small guys died off and and now it's it's resurging again it's so and you know due to covid or whatever people are out buying these things again and and so there's some of these small paddle craft makers are are coming back onto the scene again and buildings you, you know you know in their garages and stuff, so it's it's interesting to see the ebb and flow of of the design and the companies and the builders and so on. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting.
2: I, I love the whole community. I, 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 a quick story for you, a really quick story for you to just sort of summarize. Because there's there's times where I'm I, you know I'm, I'm, I'm in the whole business. I was like, oh my god, really quick, incri- but all right. So we're on Obigongo Lake. Um, on a trip, I got Tim Foley from Canadian Outdoor Equipment, very experienced person, very knowledgeable person, loved the guy to death, very techy guy, like he knows his gear and loves his gear. You don't go near his gear.
3: <laughs> yeah, you don't go
2: near it. And I got Andy, uh, loved the guy to bits, and uh, all of a sudden it was his idea to bring Evan along, which I'm thinking, you don't even know Evan. I, I know Evan, but, you don't. You know. and he goes, well, we kind of owe him. And then Tim goes, yeah, cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, okay, we're good. He doesn't know Evan. We're on the trip, and what does Evan do? And I got it on camera. Evan says, and you hear it in the background, can I use your axe, Tim? (laughs) Which I thought, no way in hell would Tim ever let him use his axe because the world of guys in the bush, you don't touch someone else's axe, especially if you own a store that sells, like, Axes and the one axe that he wanted to use is the axe that isn't made anymore. Oh. I don't know, know if you know this, but the axe that actually that, that, that he used what, is you can't get anymore, right? So I go, Well, I got to keep filming. Sure enough, Evan, very enthusiastic um, person, love love the guy. He does does an overshot oh. with the axe, smashes the handle, just <gasps> shatters it. Oh, no. And I went, Oh, you're dead. You're a dead man. <laughs> you were a Tim is going to hang you from
0: <laughs> You might as well and just hey, continue cutting your head off with that blade. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: And what I love about the community that we're in is Tim and I got on film. Tim goes, no no problem, man. That's a good way to show people that this happens. I went, no, he's just doing this because I got the camera on. <laughs> no. Because Tim could care less about the camera on. He hates when I have the camera on. <laughs> <laughs> and what does Andy say right afterwards? He, Andy gives him his axe to keep chopping wood because he goes, it's time for this boy to get off to get on the horse again. <laughs> and so there's Andy helping Evan out. And I went, I love these people I'm with right now. This is a really good community. Because really, in theory, Tim should have killed for, for and Rick put him himself. in
0: one of Andy's barrels. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but what did we do? Uh, Tim said it's a good learning tool. Um, Andy says it's a good learning tool. Evan chopped the whole wood for the turn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which was a good learning tool.
2: <laughs> yeah. like, that's good. We got the young guy doing all the work for us. We're good. Yeah. Right. There's no learning
0: there. You knew what you were doing. <laughs>
2: ending him that faulty axe, <laughs> it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful to watch that. I'm not saying that that every group uh, is perfect, right? We all have yeah. our faults, right? But at the same time, the majority, 99.9 percent of us, we, we basically are really connected to each other, and we all are going out for for the real reason. It's just to be out in the wilderness, right? So, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, and the the. I've picked up a lot more skills tripping with other people, um, and people and things I've learned through the podcast. Yeah. Like I, I've learned skills that are going to help me get through the zombie apocalypse now, right? (laughs) Like my fire building skills, for instance.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to go
0: set that underwater forest on fire because I'm that skilled. Uh, Yeah. A lot, a lot of skills that you pick up and little tips and tricks and stuff. Uh, I found friendships, groups, and people I would not have known if it wasn't for paddling in the podcast. Absolutely. Um, and we, we've we talked about it before where, you know, we used to go watch these outdoor shows and we'd sit in the audience and we'd look at these guys like these Kevin Callens and and Les Strouds and stuff up on stage and go, look at these guys, man, they're gods. And now we're up there and people are looking at us and I'm thinking, these guys are all losers like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, like you just start meeting all these people and stuff, and, and it it really opens up a lot of, a lot of good times. Uh, and we're, we're like you say, we're we're all pretty much uh, the same. We're just out there on the water doing our thing because we want to be out on the water doing our thing, you know. Yeah, and that's some of the stuff that I've I've picked up since starting this podcast.
1: It's so uh, just on that same theme, I'll, I'll I'll go through the sort of the same thing and and. uh I went through the last uh, So I was keeping my Reflections on the last 100 episodes This this is kind of what we do On 300 we did the last 100 200 we did the last 100 So I'm not going to go right to the first of course Let's we'll start on episode one at the Canadian Canoe Museum
0: with so Carolyn Hislop then. and Kevin Callan. Kevin Callan, we, a- we connected over Facebook and I said, Hey, we're doing this thing. Would you like to be on our first episode? And and he, he said, said Sure.
1: He's like, why did he say yes? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with this guy? That should
0: have been our first clue. I know. I should never have picked up that 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 message.
1: Yeah. So I I I went through I, I I ran out of time. I was too busy at work, but I was trying to go through all 100 of the last episodes, trying to see which ones really kind of meant whatever to me. And, and I I kind of picked the same ones as you. It's just it came down to the interviews. It's it's so fun, so interesting to do interviews, to have, have somebody else on the podcast and talk to them about what they're doing, what achievements they're making, what journeys they're on, and so on. And so I thought, well, okay, which which would be my say top five episodes and of course this episode I'll, I'll take that one from Kevin Callen's handbook what's your favorite trip the last trip so <laughs> I'm gonna say this episode because I'm sure it's gonna be amazing uh and I also I want to say all, all Kevin Callen interviews but he's right here <laughs> episode 378 back in May 378 uh, 338 uh and so uh, what one one episode that was really interesting was uh um, it was just prior to the 2022 attempt to do to the Northwest pastures by the Arctic Cowboys. And, and we reached out to, uh, West Hansen, and he, uh, he was more than happy to do an interview with us as he was preparing to do that attempt. And, uh, so it was interesting. We we interviewed him. We learned a lot about him, a lot, a lot about the Arctic Cowboys, about their attempt and about their planning. And it was uh, it was very educational, was very interesting. Educational West is very entertaining and he's fun and funny. And uh, so we also got to when he did end up in Ottawa as in state as as they were staging and getting all their gear together in Ottawa. They said, "Hey, we got a free day. You want to?" come up and join us it's like oh absolutely like yeah so drove them around we drove them around we were transportation for a day we we got on electric scooters and booted around to Ottawa and and it was just it was really fun and interesting to meet them and and we had lunch with them and it was it was really fun really interesting well
0: and and we've met a few people from around the world that have come yeah they're town want to
1: meet up and so yeah. it's always interesting to have people say hey we want to meet you guys and, and see that's what just th- weird <laughs> i know well it's now i, I know how kevin felt on episode <laughs> one why do these guys want to meet me that's just weird <laughs> and so uh, another episode that uh uh that I found was really interesting, like you said, is Sir, Cyril Durimo. That was episode three forty-seven, and it was really interesting to hear about his journey, hear about his trip, and and so it it's so neat to have somebody's undivided attention when you mm-hmm. talk to them, right? Because, uh, you know, they, they want to talk about the trip. They're excited about the trip. This is the trip I am about to do or I'm excited because I just came back from it. And it was successful. And so it was uh, asking him detailed questions about his journey, what gear kept him, kept him fed, what kept him watered, and and so on. And and he say, I, I remember asking him about water making and stuff. He says, well, something he didn't talk about or write on his blog because he didn't want people dwelling on it was his primary water maker broke and he was on his secondary. And, and it was, he, the, the, the Electrocon broke. He was on a physical man powered pump to, to uh, reverse osmosis his water. And, and so it was interesting to hear how it was so much extra effort and work and a lot more calories just to make water. And so it was interesting to, to hear about him and his journey and, and so on. And, you know, his coping methods like out there alone, Mm-hmm. across the ocean from san francisco to hawaii and like th- that you're <laughs> you're gonna talk to the fish so yeah. he, he had podcasts and he had music and and whatever but it was it was just interesting to hear his his side of it and It made me feel it made me feel a little bit more than my little wannabe journalist thing that i am right well you know what on that note he made a comment
0: afterwards when we'd finished the interview. Oh, he said He had said like we were asking questions that no one had asked him before. Yeah. And we're talking like like C B or C N B C like all these yeah, major CNN people. And, yeah, major newspapers. News New outlets and stuff and, and they're asking all these questions and and we're asking questions, no one's asked him and he found that deep
1: detail question. Yeah. He said it was obvious we did our homework and but I I think we come at it from I come at it from I want to know things. Mm -hmm. This is more about... This is about me, man. (laughs) I'm not here for the story. I want to know things. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's when... When you're on a 50-day trip across an ocean, where do you poop? Exactly. (laughs) Is there a special contraption so you don't fall overboard?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I talked about it a little bit earlier about discovering things that I didn't know existed. And it's just that, that journey of discovery. It's like, you know, it's like... What? There's a, a what is it, a belly Bellyaching. Like, it, yeah. it still blows me away. It's like, how did I, it, the thing's been around for 15, 20 years, and I just learned about it. So, there's so many things I learned for the first time just researching for the podcast, mm-hmm. what we can talk about and learn, right? And, and also, it's also interesting to like some of these episodes that we've done where we go to a trade show and we come back and talk about it, about all the people we meet, all the, like, it's, it's amazing to like, uh, uh Chicago Adventure Training Therapy. Therapy. So that that group is what an amazing group that we met down at the quiet uh, adventure, adventure symposium. symposium.
0: Yeah. Which again we are going to in yes. March. In March, March. And so I, I think, think Kevin Callen's going to yeah. be joining us yeah. on the drive down. So it's just <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: West Virginia. <laughs>
1: Talk to turkeys. Talking to turkeys. Go, 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 go. <laughs> So it's just I found it very interesting, like you know, to to do these outdoor shows, the people you meet, the the things that you learn. So it's it's just it's very exciting for me to have experienced those things, which I never would have done without the podcast, right? Right. So it does change, it does change your life, it does, or change me, right? So it's just, I appreciate all the opportunities it's given me. Like, like I never would have done a lot of things like uh, Burt Reynolds' Memorial River Run. Like that came out of being on this podcast and people learning from people who are doing these things. Uh, when I did the uh, presidential traverse through the White Mountains, you know, and uh, did a lot of hiking through the mountains, I, I was when I met David Lee in the group and and he said, hey, you want to join us? It's like, absolutely. It's amazing how many things paddling
0: leads to yes non-paddling things yeah
1: well, David Lee's primary a paddler, tripper and whatever, and yeah. but he wanted to do this uh, winter trekking thing. And it's just so fun and exciting to have been included in that group, to be a part of it, to experience it, you know, like up in the top of a mountain with a uh, minus 80 degree wind chill and high, high winds, and you can barely stand up and everybody's getting uh, f- uh, frozen and getting frostburn on their faces. Oh, that and... sounds
0: like a great time. Sign <laughs> me up. It actually was a good time. What is that? Uh, class one, two, three, or A, B, C uh, fun? Oh, part uh, yeah. Type one, type, type two, one, and type yeah, type three. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I just prefer. I don't even know which one's which type anymore. Type one is
1: not fun now, not fun later. Type two is not fun now, but not fun later to remember it. Type three is it was fun doing it and it's fun to remember it. I think that's how it I goes. need. I need a, a type five. <laughs> watching it on TV. Yeah, I'm watching on t- I'm still giggling my butt off after that thing happened last week. And and because of all the experiences I've had like before I didn't have a lot of confidence to do some of these like northern trips and whitewater mm-hmm. trips and and now just because I'm being forced into it and meeting people that are I'm joining on these trips, it's like now I'm I'm I am i i want to take my family up down the Moose River up to Moose Moose Factory and and stuff like that. It's like, hey, I can do this. I can take my kids on this. This is this is doable.
0: Yeah, but you gotta
1: bring them back. <laughs> exactly. Trust me. Trust me, you can't sneak that one past
0: the wife. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: know, I thought the kids were with you, honey. <laughs> And and I suddenly I feel like I don't like I'm just scratching the surface of these experiences. Like, what's in my future? Like I'm running out of time here. I gotta do more stuff every year. You're because you're so old. Well, I am. I'm fifty five. <laughs> <sighs> I just turned fifty five last week. <laughs> yes,
0: you did. Yeah. Happy Woo-hoo. birthday, I missed Thanks, it. Man. Yeah, everybody missed it. And that's the thing is I I'll be sitting there and uh, cause I do these trips every year at Thanksgiving, which is my birthday, right? And I'll be sitting there,
1: oh it was my birthday yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it's nice. It's nice actually yeah. not being noticed for that. Anyways. So yeah, it's, uh, it's just what the future brings. Like I do want to get out and like I've been out on kayaks, but I've never done an overnighter. I've never done a multi-day kayaking trip. So that's going to be a future goal. I want to do Georgia Bay by kayak. And so it's, it's. I just want to do more. I'm and yeah. I'm so excited that, all of these doors that this podcast has open for me.
0: Well, and we've said we need an airline sponsor. <laughs> yeah, a we beer need a sponsor. beer sponsor, <laughs> a whiskey sponsor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, there's all these things that you think, oh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. I'd love to do that. Uh, there's just not enough time in the world to do everything we want.
1: There isn't. There is
0: not enough. I'm going to be 174 by the time <laughs> I get it all done.
1: Well, if you didn't have to work, yeah, you could fit all this stuff in.
0: If you didn't have to work, And you had a millionaire's budget. Yes. Or wallet.
1: Billionaire's budget. A billionaire's budget. (laughs) I might even take Kevin with me once in a while. What's for dinner tonight? I am having filet mignon air dropped in by parachute. That's right.
0: (laughs) You're having a happy yak meal with hot water. (laughs) Kevin, what about you?
1: What has... uh just learn, just experience your experiences with us and, and have you learned anything from us? Have we brought any enlightenment into your life?
2: I, I got to say, I Are actually listen to your podcast. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not making this up. up. I actually listen to your podcast. More so in the last year and a bit because I figured out how to listen to it while I'm driving. My daughter <laughs> taught me how to do that. I I like the podcast for a few reasons. One is... um uh, Sean, you really have a voice for a radio, uh, and the face, and, you know, <laughs> to be quite, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but I, I've driven with you before, like, uh, like for what, five hours to Michigan.
1: He never shuts up.
2: You're just as funny as you were the, the five minutes into the ride as opposed to the five hours of the ride. Right. Yeah. But you also need Derek to to be the, uh, what was Simon, Simon and Garfunkel? No, no, what did, it wasn't. Holland Oates. Holland Oates. Yeah, Holland Oates. You need the Holland Oates thing to happen because <laughs> you you need uh, uh, Derek to be that. And Derek, you put, put all this information um then I found out you were working at a nuclear power plant. That makes total sense. <laughs> I don't tell people that. <laughs>
0: hey, HOMA
2: <laughs> Oh, my God. When I found out one, I went I get it now. I understand that. <laughs> but why I like it because, you know, everybody likes a podcast for various reasons. But uh, it's very informative, but also very sort of calm, cool, collective. H- here's some go- stuff going on. And it's weekly. And it's c- Um, that sort of word. I like that, and also it reminds me of, of a thing when people ask me about about you know, w- you know wilderness tripping and what that means to me. And there's a lot of people who say, "Well, you know, canoe tripping has changed my life," and I think that's fantastic, and it has changed a lot of people's lives. But when I've been asked that, and you guys asked me that, probably like probably like the the, the second, no, the first 100 episode. I went back to listen to some of the episodes, and I, I didn't say wilderness tripping changed my life. I said it made my life.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And,
2: and, and you guys, you're right. You pulled that out of me. Like I do a lot of interviews. I got to say, I, I do a lot of media. And when I'm on your show, it's chit chat. To the point that I don't even know we were recording. Are we still recording?
0: <laughs> no, this died an hour ago. Yeah, we we, <laughs> okay. we finished the podcast an hour ago. We just didn't have the heart to tell you. <laughs> oh
2: my lord! Oh my lord! Uh, I, I love some of the the the, the podcast you've done other than myself. Whatever. Well, actually, the, the best ever podcast with myself was with andy and i when you came to my house right and we did like four, three episodes it to was the point like hours. oh my god
0: four hours of recording
2: <laughs> oh my lord and what i loved about it was i i hated my my part because i was my my tone was way high i mean good god nobody can listen to, ah! oh um but it was andy because andy uh is very secretive, very quiet, very subdued, and even though you might not think that because you watch him in video, but he is, but you got him to talk that night, well, uh, for, for three friggin' hours. Well, people so, will say
0: anything to hopefully get us to shut up.
2: Oh, my God. No, it was amazing. It was, it was really good. I love uh, the, I love the how Wilson interview you did, uh, you got to him to say things, I, I've You know, you don't know this, but I've heard him a lot in the media. But he said things at that interview that he's never really said before, and I think it's because of the chit chat, or maybe it's like we can't really listen to you and Derek go on and on anymore. Let's get this over. (laughs) I'm not. Ah, It's
1: a toss up. Get a quarter and flip it. Well, it's it is like a fireside chat. I think it's it's you get people in a comfortable zone, and you and so we we never we never drop a bomb on anybody. We just we just just ease into conversation, make people comfortable so people become comfortable. And so if people open up a bit more, I find that way. And I never try to drop a stupid question on somebody. I always want people to know what I'm going to ask them beforehand because I want them to think about it and have an educated answer and a thoughtful answer. I don't want to just, you know, surprise them. Hey, uh, about this weekend, somebody caught a picture, you're doing something, right? So it's like, I'm not that kind of guy. We're not that kind of podcast. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: no, I mean, we, we come up with a list of, of topics we want to talk to somebody about and we send it to them. So that they can go, oh yeah, oh I can talk about I can talk about that I can, yeah I can talk about that. So they they have in their mind yeah. already, you know. But so so you end up on this question path, and then all of a sudden we do this big left turn, <laughs> yeah.
1: But it always comes back. To center, there's more left turns with Kevin than there well, there's more left people. turns, <laughs> U-turns, drop-offs. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, Kevin is the best. He's the best one that we've had on. Like it's it's always interesting. And it's yeah. like always entertaining. He's like the guy that they keep getting back for Saturday Night Live to host it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he holds the <laughs>
0: record now.
2: Oh my lord! Oh my lord! I gotta. Oh man. The, the, I, well, you said it there, Derek. Too is like uh people are comfortable. uh because there are people that do podcasts that will live off surprising the the guest mm-hmm. right and the guest probably knows that it's all it's it, it's a game, right? Yeah, but when you're on your show, yes, you have a, a script, but you you know you're not going to keep the script, but they're not going to go crazy on you and belittle it and yeah. and then poke, poke the bear. they're not going to poke the bear. Well, yeah, no, yeah, you, you guys, do poke the bear, but in a good way. So, we tickle the bear. Uh, we tickle the bear. <laughs> Let, let's just say it, it's really good. Uh, I feel safe about the nuclear power plant that you working <laughs> at, Derek. <laughs> well,
0: that makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We we've enjoyed doing this. Um, it was sort of. Out of the blue when it first came the opportunity came our way. Yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, I to this day I you happen to be there and I said you're the guy I think we what do you think? And we we've been doing this like I say, seven and a half, almost eight years now.
1: I I've I have gone back to listen to the amongst the first couple dozen episodes, and, and we were very awkward. Weren't we? Awkward!
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were in our teens. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I definitely learned a lot um, through this podcast, met a lot of great people, Kevin, you being one of them. Uh, like I say, we used to look at guys like, like you and think, these are the guys that are doing what we want to do. Exactly, and yeah. You know, um, over the years, now we're doing the same sort of thing, just on a smaller scale or at a different scale, I guess it would be. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll just keep on doing it for another four hundred episodes. So we'll see you in a hundred episodes, Kevin. <laughs> oh my That's lord! You know, you,
2: uh, uh, Sean, your beard can't grow any bigger. Like you, oh, you, it, you, it can. If you start doing the podcast up in a high mountain with your beard down to your 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 your, your
1: he won't have to wear for pants. other reason
2: he won't have to yeah, wear pants. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's no, no. Seriously, the five hundred episode, your beard should be tall, long enough to hide your personal bits. My
0: twigs and berries, as it were. I'm going to be wearing nothing but a belt because if there's a strong breeze, <laughs> I'll be wishing I was in my kitchen wearing boxers on CBC Radio. I know. <laughs>
2: I, I, I was doing a, a leaf ID today to these Oshawa guys, and I, I showed them basswood, right? And they're like, okay, double serration, uh, like look, a look saw, large leaf, has um the apex, whatever, going off all the scientific stuff. And they're like, right? Uh, similar to when Derek goes off. Like, yeah. I go, oh <laughs> same, same way. And so I said, okay. If you had to hide your tucus, for for example, let's say that you found yourself naked in the woods for whatever reason, and you had to hide your tucus, and any of the leaf I've shown you today, which would you choose? And one guy, Joshua, he goes, Well, that leaf, why? Well, it's the biggest leaf you've shown us. I went, That's right. So therefore, it's called basswood. How would you remember that? (laughs) Bare asswood. Yep.
0: (laughs) Got to cover your bass. (laughs) <laughs> they
2: did the test. That kid got one hundred percent, and he gives it. He goes, "Kevin, thank you very much. I will never forget." Password. Got to make it
1: relatable. There you go. I choose. Oh, yeah. I choose
0: the big fern over there.
1: <laughs> I want rhubarb
0: leaves. <laughs> fern, so you can see a little bit, but there's still some <laughs> left <less laughs> in the imagination. There's still some
1: mystery. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I got so much oh. in my head right now. I can't
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till March. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a nice drive. It's going to be a great drive. Oh, maybe we should see if you can bunk with us.
2: Yes, uh, yes. I'll look into that. Yeah,
0: we'll get right on that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll get back to on that one. Yeah. We didn't sleep for three days.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh Kevin you got anything
2: else to add tonight? Yes, cheers for 400. Thank
0: Way you very go, much. Oh,
2: wait, wait. Well deserved. Well deserved.
0: Thank you very much. Um that's only been 2 hours and 5 minutes so far. <laughs> awesome. We still we're halfway there. <laughs> Are you serious?
3: Yeah.
2: Oh god. <laughs> Time okay, flies go. Kevin.
0: It's a short one. Yeah, this is a short one with you. That's <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst the pointing and laughing. <laughs> uh, anything else from uh, you, Derek? Nothing from me. Ah, well, cheers, buddy. Four hundred. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Woohoo! Four hundred more. Hope not, Kevin. Thank you very much for sharing this one with us. And yeah, uh, I'm, on, I,
2: I'm honored to actually uh, to, to be asked for the, to be on the four hundred speak Well, yeah, yeah really you're good.
0: getting older yeah. and whatnot, and we gotta help you out and get you on. <laughs> <laughs> you know stop it stop it <laughs> so if you can hang on for another couple of years you'll be on our 500th episode yeah
2: oh stop it i'll, I'll be 60 this fall wow 60 yes Sweet i'm a Sagittarius. Bajeebus. i'm a Sagittarius. i'm a said that explains everything i'm a sagittarius
1: a Sagittarius, or a septuagenarian <laughs>
0: septuagenarian sagittarius <laughs>
2: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, one of those things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much, Kevin, for uh, helping us out tonight. Uh, If you want to find out more about us, you can find us on paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, or Player FM. Or you can go to your favorite podcast downloading site and get all our episodes there. Or you can go to the episodes page at paddlingadventuresradio.com and either stream or download all our episodes there. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with friends, family, and fellow paddlers. And I would like to send out a big, big thank you for everybody that we've met um, and have listened to us over the past 400 episodes. I want to thank everybody for listening this week.
1: I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Spest. We'll see you next time.